This is a download from MFR. The 80s Rewind Again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti and Vinyl Nightclub Inverness. Giving you the best 80s music and atmosphere in the Highlands. Gonna be annoying and just irritate you while you're trying to think of what it is. No, don't you. Gonna hum a different tune. I will punch you in the face. All right, all right, okay, violent, all right. Oh, that was good uh, fun, man. Uh, uh, oh. You alright? Oh, you alright? Oh, they bronze one good. <laughs> Shaved the door. <laughs> oh, it, it was a long-haired collie. But, oof, honestly, I'd, every just, single ad break. Honestly, <laughs> shaved the door. <laughs> well <done>. No. It's <laughs> So welcome to episode 8 of the 80s Rewind Again podcast with myself, Paul Stevenson. I present the 80s Rewind show every Tuesday night between 7 and 9. And of course, alongside me, as ever, Mr. Manic himself. I'm of course talking about MFR Breakfast host, Mr. Gino Conti. It's great to speak to you all again. Oh, it's been such a long time, even though it's really been just about over a fortnight or so since episode 7. I'm so happy to be back. Good. I'm chuffed. That's that's a good thing. You just carry on. Okay. So yeah, episode 8, slightly different for you today. We haven't got loads of... um, Music interview. What? What are you? Oh, hey, shh. Hey, what's what's wrong? I'm trying to do a podcast. I can't hear anything. Oh, I'm trying to have my lunch. I'm having my lunch. Right, okay, okay. It's right. lunchtime. All right, all right. Shush. Zip it. Zip. Something slightly different for you today. We're, we're going to be attending an award ceremony. We're what? going to be hosting. It's like this. Did I not tell you? I thought you came in your white suit for a reason. No, this is this is my laundry day. Oh. I've got, got rubbish clothes on. White suit. I don't have one pants on. It looks good. It looks got, good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Did I tell you we've got set up pair of pants? No. You know we asked for a couple yeah, of episodes Yeah, 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 yeah. The crotchless ones, yeah. I've got, I've got them on. Because it's laundry day. I don't have anything in the house. Literally, I don't, honestly, I don't, I had to use, I didn't even have a, a flannel or a dishcloth to wipe my face this morning. I had to use one of the cats. I love you cats. Hi, Gucci. You wipe your face with a cat? <laughs> wipe my face. Wipe my face. I wash my face first and then I'm having my lunch. So as I was saying, yeah, we're going to be hosting an awards ceremony very, very soon. Getting excited because it's not long away at all. Uh, we're going to be hosting the brand new Errata mm. Awards. Oh, now we... Shush! I'm trying to explain to people I'm what we're doing. Lunch. Right, we'll just keep it down over there. All right. Getting a bit angry with you now. No more. Are you not going to ask... I thought you were... <laughs> I thought Zip. you were going <laughs> to... What are you eating, by the way? I'm eating sweeties. What sweeties it? You're not supposed to be eating them. You said they've got sweeties. You no. said we've got 100 pounds of sweeties. I'm yeah, starving. Yeah, but not to eat. I'll be starving myself since bloody the beginning of the week. Oh, Conte. Oh, well, these are fresh. Put them away. Put them... Oh, you've, you can't break it. Put, wrap right, it back yeah. up like you've not touched it or something. You've eaten half of that one. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. Just put it back in. I know, actually. No, put it back one. in. It's a double... You like double dipping. So it'll be, so be £99.50 worth of... Sweets we're giving away. Technically, maybe about ninety-seven pounds. Sweets are expensive these days. They certainly are. These yeah. are retro sweets, though. They are retro sweets. We better explain what's going on because it's quite confusing. Well, we are giving away one hundred pounds worth of retro sweets. Not just any retro sweets, though. These are from Swizzles Matlows. Swizzles Matlows. These Matlow. are the guys that make all the retro sweets that we love. Refreshers, the yeah. Love Hearts, all these yeah. sorts of things. Oh, I'm going to open this again. I'm going to open it again. There's a lip open the bottom. Even get off it. Palm of Islas. Put them down. Look. So we've got to give away £100 worth of these brand new sweeties. They're called squashies. It's like all your old favourites, but in the squashy kind of version. I like to lick off you, Look, if you win... Gino, you need to focus on this. We're in the middle of a podcast. Our podcast listeners need your full attention here, OK? I'm sorry. Now, sit yourself down. It's been a messy opening. I'm trying to explain what's going on with the awards. You're over there eating our prizes. Can you just bring yourself back to the game, please? Please. 
<laughs> right, here we go, episode eight, let's go. Yeah, they've got their ratas. It's our own very own awards made them up. <laughs> we certainly have. Sonia, back to the sweets, because we're going to have to clear this bit up before we right. move back oh, sorry, on. Oh, sorry, okay. right, right, right. So the sweets. sweets first. £100 worth of these brand new squashy sweets quite. to give away. We'll be doing that after the awards, after so you've got to stay tuned. And it's a, it's a surprise that anybody can win, so don't start thinking, oh, no, I can't win because I don't live in Scotland or anything like this. None of that kind of nonsense. Anyone that... Will you put them sweets sorry. away? Just They're not for me. us. They're a prize. I'm salivating. I'm like, it's like, what you tell me now is, not to eat these sweeties, right? Okay, that's like, in Africa... Okay, some guy bumping into a lion and he's trying to stay at a lion. I know the gazelle's just run past you. You can't chase it, Mr. Lion. You can't chase it. And then go and have lion quick, really quick lion sex and then sleep in the sunshine. That, you can't do that to a lion. <sighs> to be fair, if a lion bumped into you, the lion probably ain't you. No, some lions are friendly. The ones in Madagascar, they talk to people. They talk. I love that film. Oh, which one? Have you seen the new one? I've seen the new one, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. If anyone's out there and you've got anything to do with animation and you're looking for a couple of voices, what what animal would you do? You'd make a good seal. More of a turtle, I think, or a tortoise. A turtle, yeah, yeah. yeah. A turtle would be quite mm, good, yeah. That'd be me. That'd what, be would me. I, what would I like to be? What sort of animal? I like Hyena. To be a, yeah, I was thinking more monkey. Well, yeah, you can go along that line. So yeah, I can see that. Is it that monkeys that pick fleas in? <laughs> Do that. Monkey with a blue bum and all that kind of stuff. That would be monkey magic, although it was more 70s than Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Little good. Bit. Anyway, so yeah, £100 worth of these sweets to give away from Swizzles Matt Lowe's. We'll do that at the end of the podcast. You can uh, listen in and anyone can win these. It's literally that easy. We're not going to make it difficult for you because we really want to give these away. And I've actually looked on the uh, Facebook page. Yes. The uh, 80s Rewind Again Facebook page, which is just facebook.com forward slash 80s Rewind Again. Like us. Yep. And you can see where people are from when they like us. I don't know if you've actually delved into this. I don't know if you're familiar with all the insights and stuff. But there's, I know. there's people on there from Tokyo. There's uh, someone from Australia. People dotted all over America as well that have liked us on Facebook. Yeah, and there's that, that Facebook guy. The guy. The guy that got in touch with us. Oh, yeah, And we stopped guy. him a bit and realised that his mate, like, you know, you can like pages on Facebook. I like the Mark Zuckerberg's page, but his mate is Mark Zuckerberg. The guy. I know what guy, but, yeah. Don't want to say his name. No. But that's Why? who he works for. All the social network sites are available, but they're rubbish. I like Facebook myself. <laughs> I love it. Put pictures of video and that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got the uh, £100 worth of prizes, sweetie prizes to give away at the end of the podcast. We've also got the awards coming up very, very soon as well, the erratas. We did uh, this out on the Facebook page. We put it out on our Twitters as well. Um, we asked people to vote on their favourite uh, soaps, favourite TV villains, favourite quiz shows, cop shows, that kind of thing. Yeah. And from that, we've taken the results and we're going to be doing a big awards ceremony tonight. We're we going to be giving out these prizes. Looking very, very forward to doing that. I'm very excited about what about you? I am. I am excited because I like watching the Golden Globes. I like getting involved yeah, yeah, in that. Yeah. I like a bit of the BAFTAs. Yep, yep, yep. I like the Brits. Yep, yep, yep. I like the Oscars. Yep, yep, yep. But I'm loving the Aratas. The Aratas, which like stands for Like a Latino the... woman that's looking for work and you get her in as a housekeeper and then she teaches how to do proper dusting without even moving the ornaments off the shelf. That's the sort of woman I want to meet. What does Arata mean? <laughs> 80s Rewind so call- again. Television oh, so Awards. Yes, something we can all enjoy. So, that's coming up very, very shortly indeed. But, <laughs> we've had some... We, you've put them sweeties away. Just, you know, I'm going to have to get them. Move them, move them. Move them away from you. You've got it all over the desk now. Engineer's going to come in here. He's going to start shouting. Raging. The cleaner will be in afterwards. To complaining oh, to the managing director. That we're guess what I've done. What have you done? I've poured some of the sherbet next to your cocaine and I can't tell the difference now. <laughs> I've warned you about this. I've, I've warned you about this. <laughs> hey. It's all downhill, it's all downhill. Hello. Well, that, whatever, don't stop, whatever that is. That powdery white stuff, okay? Just look what happened to Scarface. Powder. Look, he was like, hey, what you got the woman, you got the power, and then you got the power, you got the woman, what you got the money. And he did all that, and he, he told his friend, and his friend got totally chainsawed. 
And then he's sitting there going, oh, look what I've got. I've got that CCTV. Look what I've got. My little friend, my little friend. And he gets taken out and he's like, oh. You genuinely are the man of many voices. Do you know what? I can only do one accent. And this is a true story, right? When is I was, that the when one you did yourself? Yeah, apart from this one. <laughs> um, I went to uh, Wolverhampton. You know, it's in the Midlands, kind of Birmingham area, and they've got this kind of... They've got yeah. a very, very strong accent, haven't they? But anyway, I went down there, and I remember being... I must have been about 10 or 12, something like that, and I went to a shop once to ask if I could buy a 5p tennis ball that was behind the counter or something like that. And the woman, without a word of a lie, she turned to me and she went... Well, yeah, I've got a funny accent, haven't you? <laughs> and I could not stop laughing, thinking, I've got a funny accent. I've got a funny accent. Can you not amazing. hear yourself here? Not offending anybody from that kind of Wolverhampton, Birmingham area. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That's my only accent I can See, do. See, because what I did was I didn't do someone else, someone's real voice. Oh, yeah. I did, oh, but you know, from, oh, I did that voice. Okay, so that's So fine. it's not just, really just anyone's real voice. So my way. Al Pacino, because oh. everybody goes, I can't really do Al Pacino normally. Right. I couldn't do him in Scarface. Okay. And right. I'm like, oh, I could do Al Pacino, oh, oh. Godfather 3. Hold on, hold on. Wait, no. <clears throat> Can I have a sweet? No. No. They pull me back in. Eh? Is that it? He tries to get out. That could have been anything. I told you I was struggling as it was. Oh, but right, I'll, okay. again. I'll try again. Oh, oh. I'll try again. I try to get out. They pull me back in. Godfather 3. Not oh, the best God. Godfather 3. Although quite true when it came in. No. I'm not going to say anything. 1 and 2, no bad. Good stuff. Well, three. thanks. Andy Garcia's good in 3. He's good in 3. Thank. Thank. Thanks for that. That was, that was, that was great no, stuff. Well, Thank sorry, you. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we're moving on. We've got the uh, big quiz. Gino's big quiz. Big quiz. That's some good feedback. Gemma McLean was in touch saying that she loves that, uh, despite the fact it kind of makes her feel a little bit uh, not so good about her musical knowledge. So this week, as soon as we've got the television awards, yep. it's going to be based on television programmes. Oh, 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 you're a bit of a, a TV I and film TV. sucker. Yeah. You, you love, love it, TV. Love you, you're, you're obsessed with this I love, sort of stuff. I love TV. I love movies. I'm not too sure, but Godfather 3, though. No, still not. Apart from that, so today it's going to be a TV theme tunes quiz for Gino Conti. Cool. Okay, are you up for that? I'm always up for it. Good. I'm going to make it slightly harder though. Why? Why? I'm only going to give you me? five seconds, like and it's me. not even going to be the start in five seconds. It won't be the end five. It'll be a random five, five a five seconds from the theme tune. What's wrong with you, Paul? I don't want to make it too easy. I told you I loved I you this week. I said to you slowly, a lot of candle, put on some soft music. I whispered in your ear. I said. There's a line. That line said, oh, on the desk. I'll tell you what I did this what? week. What? I'll tell you what I did this week. It's involved cats. Wiping your face and stuff, no? You really hurt me something. <laughs> what? You okay. said it earlier. Listen, I wiped it. This is what I said to like, podcasters, podcast fans, KPAs. This is what I said to Paul <laughs> earlier in the week. I said, Paul, I was looking at some things online and um, what I found was I signed Liverpool shirt and you're a massive Liverpool FC fan. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. I thought I really made a messy Christmas gift. I got a 90s mug instead of Alan right. That was Anyone could have made that mistake. Anyone. A fool. So, sorry? Sorry? Like a baby and horse. Like what? a baby horse. Yeah. Baby yeah. horses don't it's really exactly. go shopping that much. They can't really walk. They mm. sort of wobble. Mums have got you leading them. Go shopping? What? Anyway, so shut up. Listen, so I saw this Liverpool sign top mm. and I said to you, I'm going to buy you a present to make up for my I Love 90s mug. I'm and going to buy thought, you. Yeah, very nice of you. Right? Yeah. And then I said to you, and it's signed by an amazing player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fernando Torres. Hmm. Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres. Hmm. Can you see the lights, Fernando? Hmm. Fernando. Well, what's, what's wrong with that? He doesn't play for Liverpool anymore. All right. But he did, though. We no longer love him. All right, okay. We're no longer allowed to love him. So thanks for the thought. Have you you got, like, forbidden love? Yes. That's a shame. Hmm. It's a shame. That's like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it is. But with Spanish footballers with greasy yellow hair. He's got weird tattoos. I don't know what they mean. No, do I. I'm not Spanish. I thought the one in his arm meant right and the one on left. Maybe that's what it is. Is that what you've got? No. Written in... No, that's my Chinese. Is that Chinese? I've got, I've got Chinese. It's Chinese and it's, it's my takeaway order. <laughs> so when they come to the door, you just hold your hand up. Well, I usually phone it first. Oh, I'll Skype them, I'll Skype them, I'll put my hands up. <laughs> See you in 20 minutes, I'll get free next time. <laughs>
Wonderful. So we need a bit of music. Quiz yeah. music. Ah, I love it. I love it. Great bit of music. That's great music. Same <laughs> one we used last time. I know it's the same one you used last time. <laughs> I love it. So, 15 intros to TV shows, theme tunes. Can you recognise them? I'm going to make it even harder for you. Not only have you got five seconds, I'm only going to play it a maximum of two times, okay? Two uh, times. Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you. Don't just play it once. And I'm like, oh, then you play it another Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give so you let the me option. ask you. I'll give so you the how many have I got in total? 15 hours. What did I get last? What was my last score? It wasn't very good. I think it was five or something like that. It was bad. You were very good. It was bad. Yeah, right, I'm going to make, okay. make a difference. Like Bob Geldof in a taxi with mid year, I'm making a difference. Yes. Like Michael Jackson when he got everyone go, we are the world. Shush, I'm going to run out of music here. My quiz music's on the go. <clears throat> Shush. Shush. Okay, right, you ready? Here's your first one. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh, five seconds. That's not long, is it? It's not yeah. long at all. I'm going to go for. Are you going to answer it straight away? Don't forget, I can only no. take your first answer. Well, let me get your first okay, answer. Okay, 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 let's go for it. It's Blind D! Correct! Mr. Hey. Conti! I love Blind D. I'm a friend of mine, Gus <laughs> McDonald. I think he does the podcast. Hi, Gus. Uh, old Gustafer. He, uh, he was on Blind D. And he was posted he? up the other night, he was on it, and he was saying, like, this was 17 years ago. Oh, and he had, wow. you know, the 80s sort of double breast suits that they were quite pointy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. there's a bit of shoulder pads and the way the sort of double breast came across, your silhouette was, it was, you know, it was sort of pointy. 17 years ago, it was 96 yeah. though. That wasn't, Maybe it was, he was still wearing 80s. Maybe clothes. it was 27 years ago. Then, okay, that's fine. Just checking, just checking, just checking. I'm doing this top of my head. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm not good with figures. So I'm not right. good with figures. I'm a bit better. You see my part of my car? So well done, one out of one. Yeah, one good start, one. good start. I expected this from you, to be honest. Right, number two. A spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. Come on, my son! Dun, da, da, ra, da, 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 da. What is it, Mr. Gino Conti? Da, 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 dum, dum, dum. Oh no, I think I've got confused. <laughs> <laughs> you're so confident, you're so confident. You can play it one more time if you need to hear it. Wait, just now, wait, just now. Ooh, ooh. It's going to be annoying and just irritate you while you're trying to think of what it is. No, don't shut. i hum a different tune I completely. will punch you in the all face. Right, all right, okay, violent, all right. Because, all right. because there was a spotty man in the 80s. He was yellow with it. No, that was Mr. Blobby. I hate Noel Edmonds. It's your fault, Noel Edmonds. You want it again? You want it again? Give it again, give it again. Last time. Here we go, here we go. Shh. A spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. Oh my word, I totally know what this is. It's doing my head in. A spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. That voice is honestly, I'm sure that's the same voice that voiced the intro to Banana Man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking, Banana Man. And that's where I started doing bits. No, it's it's. Um, it Come on, a, I'm gonna have to start counting you down here. It was a toy, and it got brought to life. Oh, it's so man, close here. So close. I'm gonna have to pass. You're gonna pass. Oh, can I tell you? This is gonna hurt, eh? Super Ted. Oh Super my word! Ted! I was right up at the spots. It was, yeah. <sighs> he picked him up. He took him to Mother Eight Earth, whatever she was called, and she she got him. Oh, it's amazing. Anyway, right there we go. Next one for you. This is number it three. Was the same voice as Banana Man. I, I take your word for that. Here's number three. That's the young one. Good. What's your favorite thing? <laughs> and Mike was like, hey guys, stay cool. He had, he had, he had you know, lentil soup, man. I've got the lentil soup on. <laughs> Fantastic. I love man. it. Right, Ding, two, number four. Ooh. 
Look so after yourself out there. Well, that's a little bit of the Hill Street Blues. Hey, check you out. Three out of four. I love Hill Street Blues. Mr. Gino Conti. Right. I've never had the blues. You ever had the blues? Never had the blues. Never had the blues. Right, what about this one then? See if we can test you with this one. Gotta get up, gotta get out. Gotta grab the world by the throat and shout. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I love that bit. Oh, What's he thinking? What's he thinking? He's got his head in his hands right now, folks. I'm thinking, is this... Oh, oh, oh. Got to oh, get up, got to oh. get out, grab the ball by the throat. Oh. This is like an American sitcom thing, isn't it? Oh. Am I close with that? Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh. Am I right about the American sitcom? I can't say anything, can I? <laughs> give me this again, give me this again. Here we go. It's your second play. Here we go. Gotta get up, gotta get out. Gotta grab the world by the throat and shout. Is that the full series? Oh, I love this program. I is absolutely it, love this it, program. Is it, is, it, is it? Come on, Mr. Conti. People are screaming at their MP3 players here, screaming at their computer screens, saying, How can you not get this? Are you going to have to give up on this? I, I think I know what it is, and I really want to make like a guess, but. Come on, come on. Can I tell you the answer? Yeah. You giving up? Yeah. Bread. Oh, so I love that program. So it was a sitcom. Where's me pudding? Oh, I loved it. Anyway, moving on to another one. See if you can get this one then. You ready? You ready? It's the dance moves. Should have been filming this for the dance moves. What's the name? What's the name? It's Blockbuster. Hey! Incidentally, Bob Holness, that used to host Blockbusters, can I get a pee, please, Bob? Bob Holness was the first ever James Bond. James Bond was a radio show, radio program. You know, like the song. Yeah, He was the first voice of James Bond. Wow! I loved it. Good knowledge, good knowledge. So what's that? One, two, three, four out of six. Four out of six, so far. You ready for this one? You ready? You ready? You've cut that right at the bit that I was going to (laughs) recognise. No, because it goes down, and it's the next bit. I like that game. I like that game, please. You want again? Here we go. So, Mr. Conti, what is the name of that TV programme? Again, I think I've got the wrong decade. No. Rab C. Nesbitt. Oh, so I was! How did you not get oh, that one? Scotland's no. finest. Put the camera, go up, satellite pitching. No. <laughs> okay, one well, slightly easier for you. You ready? <laughs> Do you need to hear it again? Are you stuck on this one? What's happening? It's me driving my Ferrari. Hawaiian shirt. Curly hair. Fine moustache. Looks like a pubis area. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> doing some work for a guy. Higgins owns two Dobermans. And I think the guy, one of his, Higgins had two henchmen. So he's struggling you know, with this one then, yeah? You know, the guy from the Cobra Kai and the um, the Karate Kid. Yep. The guy, the bad guy in the Karate Kid too. Miyagi goes to him and he, and he says, Hey, yo, man. He should have really won that award. And Miyagi goes, Oh, is that right? And then he does, he goes to, Miyagi goes to defend. And he goes, does a normal sort of thing through karate punch. And as he does it, Miyagi moves it the way and he puts his hand to the window of the car and then he does it the opposite side and he's standing there with his two hands bleeding and Miyagi takes him down to the ground and he goes, Ayah! he's got this big massive chop and he's going to chop him in the neck and he goes, Hack! and just does his nose. That guy is in Magnum P.I. Come on, my son! Well oh, done. Na, 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 na. 
<laughs> five out of eight. And just to make us feel old, I saw that thing a couple of weeks ago. What is it? Ralph Macchio is now the same age now. Ralph Macchio. Uh, Ralph Macchio. He's the same age now as Mr. Miyagi was in the first Karate Kid film. Which would make him 51 or Something, two. Something, yeah. How, how oh. old does that make you feel, though? Anyway, let's move on then to number nine. Can you get this one? Going for going Whee! for going with Henry Kelly. There was a horse that he used to go like that. He used to get, I need a bit of card, I need a bit of card. And uh, he'd get the cards and he'd go, okay, so I'm this class. And he'd bring in the cards and you get some boy going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all like Germans. It was all the different people from around the world. Going for gold was amazing. I used to be on the afternoon. Is that one, two, three, four, five, seven, <laughs> six, six out of nine? Doing well, doing well. Let's move on then. You've already beaten last week's stuff. On to number ten. It's Dynasty. Are you going with that? No, wait there. Dallas, Dynasty, Colby's, Knots Landing, Falcon Crest. Do you need to hear it one more time just so you can... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, it, oh. Can I get it just now? No. No. I'm going to go with Dynasty. You're sticking with Dynasty. I'm sticking with After Dynasty. all that, you're sticking with Dynasty. I'm trying to think of Blake Carrington and then you had Linda Evans and then you had Joan Collins sucking her cheeks in. I think it's Dynasty. You're going with Dynasty? I'm going with Dynasty. It's correct! Ah! <laughs> Choice. It was so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay over there? You're doing I'm well. A, Seven I'm out under, of ten. I'm under a lot of pressure. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was born ready. If you got the blues, I got some news. Join the fun and your blues when you What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Puzzled look on the face. Although it's always like that. I'm thinking myself. I think I've still got some salami in the fridge. Nice. So anyway, back to the quiz. Oh, sorry, what, sorry, did, sorry. what did you think the thing June was? Do you need to hear it again? Just wait a minute. You don't need help when you keep asking me the well, same question. Well, I can't question. leave 40 second gaps, can I? Well, you can edit it out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But it's very difficult. It's like, I'm trying to... Are you ready? That's like me with the wife's like getting ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Don't press it, man. See, I'll be in the woman here. Come on. Hurry up. Do you hear it again? No, just wait a minute. Give me that again. No, wait. I think I'm... No, I'll need that again. No, Yes. And I have actually cut this at the very important point. Is it Heidi High? It is Heidi <laughs> High! <laughs> Got it, yeah. Heidi High, Heidi Ho! I thought I had you then, I thought I had you. Ding, 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 ding. Ruth, my dog, was Ned, was Ned, was Ned, was Ned, good Ned. She had Ned, where there's Ned, is Ned, good Ned. What about this one then? What about this one? What are you thinking, Conti? Do you know something? You said to me, you said to what? me, Ellen, what? you said your what? quiz, your quiz yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to make it five second bits of music and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I said, is it difficult? You went, well, it's going to be difficult because it's five seconds, but it's not going to be that difficult. You've not done too bad. Eight out of 11. I'd love to see you get me when I get a collection of TV film tunes. Well, you, you, this is your special area. I was area. expecting Minder. I could be something like Minder. I've not That's finished the, the quiz yet. Yeah. Right, you know, so it's not so coming so out. I'm going to have to change number 14 now. Or even like, sometimes I say Jeff feeling alone. Boon! I would have been like, Brilliant. boon, boon. Number 15's ruined. I'm going to have to try the new one there. Or maybe... You Sh- go- d- 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 What's the one I've just played? Brookside. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're raging at that. I am raging. raging. See, I'm like, I'm like, it's my poker face. Look at that poker face. Ugh, I could be bleeding. But you won't know. 
You, oh, I could be, uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, I should work for the CIA. Sure. Sure. That new that program, one. Homeland. They sure. wouldn't know if I was sure. if I was turned or not. Whatever. Like, look at my face. Whatever. Look. I'm not happy about this. Nine I'm out of twelve so far. You're doing well. My gold cock Shut up. What do you mean nine out of twelve? I don't know. Nine out of twelve. It's eight out of twelve. Yeah. I had it as eight. I'll take eight if you want. I'm happy with that. I'll take nine if you don't mind. Easy one for you, easy one. Yes! It was Bully's special prize! Yeah! It's Bullseye. It is Bullseye, congratulations. Jim Bowen, who I interviewed, and for the first time ever, you're going to hear me interviewing a celebrity on this podcast. You're giving away stuff that's happening on the awards later tonight. Told you. See, if you. No, I've even had it's too much sugar. You've had too much sugar. I've even had. I had. I dipped my thing. I don't know where you've been dipping your thing. Into the. Actually. Into the double dip. I double dipped it. <laughs> double dipped it. You ready for a new one? Yep. You ready for a new one? Here we go. This is a new one. Are you changing them as we go? I'm There's happy because you kept, you kept bringing up stuff that I didn't want you to bring up. There's two left to go. Are you ready? Here we go. Because of you, these things I do. <laughs> because of you, oh, oh, oh. you love Ranger, you <laughs> love, you love, but don't you? One, 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 one. Except I've made these nice and easy for you this week. That was not, that's not an easy one. You just sang the, the rest of the theme tune. That is Dex's Minute Runners. Uh, because, in fact, the credit actually might be to Kevin Rowland. Because of you. Because this TV show was Brushstrokes. It certainly was. Well Put that done. your chips. It's a great programme, that was. It's 11 out of 14 then, Mr Conti. Can you finish? 11 out of 13. F- 14. I've missed one. <laughs> yes, you've missed one. 11 out last one. Can you make it? 12 out of 15. This would be a good score. I don't think you're going to struggle to beat that again. 6, Hello? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, I can make it 12 out of 15. You're right. <laughs> what are you questioning my counting here? Just, what, this makes it interesting. Oh, if right, if okay. I would just went, yes, Paul, yes, Paul, I'd say like David McGee, wouldn't I? You certainly would. You might hear from later. Anyway, 15th and final. Stop giving stuff oh, away. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't sorry, give sorry, stuff. Sorry. You should give me a note just now. Sorry, You're unbelievable. Right. Honestly, it's like, right. this is what Paul wants. And if Paul doesn't want, <laughs> Paul doesn't get it. Or if Paul wants oh, that. You sound like a woman again now. Here we go. Look. Here's number 15. You ready? Here we go. Here, sh- 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 mm. That's really bad quality. It is bad quality. I'm sorry. Was that a uh, new number 15? Or was number 15 maybe going to be mine now? That was replacement number 15. I had, I had to have a couple saved behind because I knew you'd ruin it at some point. Love you, love you so what's this number 15? Can you make it 12 out of 15? That'd be an impressive score. It's 12 out of 15. It's 11 out of 14 so far. I've got 11. <laughs> Can you make it 12 out of 15? Come on. Nightmare today. Come on. Come on. You've got this, haven't you? You've got it. You must know it. What do you mean I must know it? I, th- I think this is a part of your act. Come on, what is it? <laughs> no, no, see, that's the poker face you think I'm acting. Poke in my face. Poke your face in a minute. <clears throat> Not even on Facebook. <laughs> People still do that on Facebook. I've got no idea. Maybe we should ask our friend, is that service still available? Why do you put me right now? I don't want to poke you right now. I on want you to answer the question. Facebook, right, okay. But while I'm thinking, you can poke me on Facebook. I don't want to poke you on Facebook. Do you feel it when you get poked? Depends if your phone's on vibrate or not, I guess. Do you need to hear it again or are you actually going to give me an answer sometime in the next ten minutes? I actually forgot what it sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what we're doing. Is it the Cosby Show? Is that your answer? I think so. You going with the Cosby Show? No, I actually think it's... You're sticking with that? Just do me a favour, just tell me it's not... Just say yes to this question. It's not not a quiz show, eh? 
It is a quiz show. <laughs> it's not. I think it sounds like a quiz show, but I don't think it is a quiz show. It's one of those things you think that would need to be good for a quiz show. But Mel Cosby's like, I would like to talk to you. His daughter went out with Lenny Kravitz. Oh, for crying out loud, answer the question! He's a bit jumpy the days, you know. Cosby Show. He's sticking with Cosby Show. I'm going for the Cosby Show. Challenge Annika. Oh, do you know what I was going to say? Treasure Hunt. Close. Would have been close. 11 out of 15. That's still a good score. Still a very not good happy, score. Not happy, not happy. Well, you know. That, is that, that could, that's, that's not That might be difficult to beat in future episodes, that one. 11 out of 15? Yeah. I thought so. Oh, you're right, 11 out of 15. We're sticking with 11. We're sticking 11, with 11. Right, go on, hurry up. We've got, we've got an award ceremony right. to go to. Come on. <clears throat> we've got this uh, Arates. We're going to the Arates now. But I don't have anything nice to wear because it's You're wearing your white suit. White suit's fine. That'll do. It's an award ceremony. People like that. Okay? You ready? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Off we go. Come on, let's go. Right now? Yep. I need to tell people where I am. No, just just. I have to. I've got. I've got one of these. Um, on, I've got go. a chip in me. I've got a chip. Come on, just. Well, I've got we'll, a chip we'll, we'll, in me. Come on. No, no, because I'll activate. I'll activate a what SWAT team. What are you panicking team. about? The what fact that I don't tell people where I'm going to go. Look, come on. You need to get to I have to. Come on. Come on. Come on. My chip. Go. My chip goes off. Come on. We need to go. Come on. We need to go now. Right. Let's go. Come on. Go. You've heard of the BAFTAs. Well, tonight is the first ever, and probably last, to be honest, 80s Rewind Again Television Awards, better known as the Aratas. Now, please make some noise for your hosts for this evening, Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here at the Arata Awards. Mm. To- What's wrong here? Oh, I don't think I can do it. I can't say that, we're still in front of all these people. But I keep I'm trying to pitch them naked and it doesn't work. Uh, well what can we do? What can we do to sort you out? I think maybe we have to like you know, sometimes in, in the eighties when people had a problem and they didn't think they could manage their own lives. They that called way. the Ghostbusters. No, no, they oh, right, called Ghostbusters and you thought, oh that painting just moved on its own. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah, I'm Who you gonna call? no no. We can't call the E team because of this band. Mr. C, he's he's selling Snickers nowadays. I think we need to call my old friend. All right, because yeah. what we need here is someone that he knows all about award ceremonies. He's amazing. He did, yeah. did what he hosted one recently. All right, okay. With a pussycat doll. Well, that sounds good to me. Don't someone know which that one. knows about TV. He knows. He's been on TV. Really? He used to be on TV like when I was growing no, up. No, but no, like a whole wide selection of TV, not just like. Oh one. no, no, he's no. done like his TV. All right, okay, and he's yeah. also done the Scottish equivalent of like Match of the Day. He's like the Scottish Gary Lineker, but he's not got big ears. Oh, but well, that's good. That's good. So okay. he's he's been on TV. He can do awards. Yeah, but yeah. Does he know eighties though? Does he, does he know it is? I have never been to a fanciest party without him dressing as adamant and doing that thing where you jump on a chair and you step over it. <laughs> hey, well, even even does panto as well. Oh no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Shut up. <laughs> Who invited you? That. Well, bring him on then. Invite him on. Who is it? Right. Who is it? Who is it? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Grant, Mr. Pants, Stott, Paul Frey. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, of all the introductions I've ever had, that is, that is, that is, that is one of them. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that. We tried it's a best. pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm it's delighted. a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to have oh, you. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. I've, n- I've never been on a podcast. 
first time for everything. Could be his last yeah. thing too. Could well, be his well, last we'll, thing. We'll see how he gets on. I'm not peeing on my feet, mate. I'm not peeing on my feet. He's not putting it for it. I told you not to mention my feet. Anyway, he's not going to care that much. He's just, you know, he's busy. He's a busy man. He makes a mint. Like, I bet he does. We've not got the money sorted out yet. No, yeah. Are people going to speak to your people after this? Are people speak to your people? Sorry. A big Mr. Voiceover man. He's going to announce the first award for us. Okay. Best cop or crime show of the 80s. The finalists are The A Team, The Bill, and Miami Vice. Oh, so that's a good three, isn't it? Miami yes. Vice, The A Team, and The Bill. Now, um, the reason we've got Grant on as well, mm. not only is he an 80s sort of legend, he's been through it all, done a bit of TV, he was also a policeman. No oh, yes. way. So, no. What, what was the bill to you, Grant? Uh, the bill, well, it was originally Wooden Top, wasn't it? It was originally a, a, a one-off drama, and then it got its own sort of weekly, hour-long special, and then it became the soap it was latterly. But the bill, to me, it was actually quite important. Funny you mention that, because um, I remember uh, the bill was one of the things that made me apply for the police, because I looked at it and went, I can do that. I can run down the street wow. and chase people and do that. And so I joined. I applied to join the police, because I was at this stage in my life where I needed to get a real job you know when your mum <laughs> yeah. has that wee conversation with you when you leave school and I'm like bumming about as a DJ and sleeping all day and things and she was you're going to have to get yourself a real job Grant and uh, one of them was Lothian and Borders uh, were having a wee recruitment drive so I went I can try that and it was I remember the night before I filled in I, went, I watched the bill and I went that's what I must be like so I'm going to do it <laughs> so the bill <laughs> of course it was hee haw like the bill and it was, um, it was set in England <laughs> and, it was, and I was sent to Jedburgh so uh, that, that, that gives you a real that was a wee rude awakening what was for the, me. What was the biggest crime in Jedburgh? Opening on a Sunday. Is that what it was? <laughs> I, I, I can remember getting involved in some sheep rustling uh, at one point. Wow, it's just and, like Dallas. And, and there was also one one serious incident of shoplifting once. Oh, uh, but, but then uh, again, you said you'd never do that again. You said, Look, I'll just put the twigs back and we'll just you, forget about it. Opal fruits. You get caught once. Because like I stood out in that uniform, you see. It was easy to spot in the CCTV cameras. Do you know what I like the best about the bill? Yeah. It was probably yeah. the only programme that I actually watched right to the end because the closing credits we see the feet oh, walking away yeah. oh, but did that. you ever watch the closing credits right to the end because even though it was two people one of them was like a wee Jake the Peg and he went diddly diddly at the end it was fantastic it was like guess the artificial leg I used to love playing that game amazing um, apparently they used the same um, pair of feet uh, for the entire series they never changed them well they just really? continued walking they just said no <laughs> No, no. They, they just use that same bit of footage all the time. They, they end up in Sheffield. I think they're still walking now. My feet are killing me. I'm basically all watch. That'll do the job. Yeah. Oh, the bill was superb. And no longer with us. No longer no. with us at all. No, no, that was taken off there. Two of the other um, in the, this category. Then you've got Americans, the A Team, and Miami Vice. Wow. Starting with Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Two very different programs as well, aren't they? Very, very different indeed. Uh, different purposes. Uh, Miami Vice for me was just so iconic because it was um, it introduces us these two characters you had Ricardo Tubbs you had Don Crockett you had the music it was one of those first mm. shows to really promote prop, uh, popular music I mean Phil Collins even got a part of some yeah, dodgy Cockney geezer yeah, it was. And when I think of Miami Vice, I do genuinely think of you, Gino, because I know that you base your entire wardrobe on... <laughs> the suit. It's true. It's I think the last time I actually saw you down here at an event in Edinburgh, you were wearing a white suit. I to be was. fair, he's got it on today for this award yeah. ceremony as well. I've got my snakeskin shoes on. And <laughs> no my, socks. My crocodile Elvis, he's in the boot now. He's in the boot now. <laughs> Mark not for headband, it's not doing the, the best bit for you, but there you go. And then the A-Team as well. That was just uh, no. iconic as well. And very well, well, listen, but I know Gino, I have a lot to say on the A-Team, but what I'll just chuck in about this I remember when the A-Team was launched uh, over here and um, the, the, it was billed in the newspapers as this almost um, X-rated drama show because there was so much violence oh, apparently 
and it was fire exploding mm. and guns and and it was and then you watch it and then there's guns there's there's helicopters exploding there's car crashes but yet nobody ever died in the A team yes <laughs> nobody I mean, got killed honestly YouTube opening sequence and there is a bit where, what Grant's talking about yeah. where this jeep goes up this sort of ramp ding 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 and it overturns now it's a jeep i.e. knee roof <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. It's got like Mexicans in it, whatever it is, because they were always bad in the A team. And they, it overturns and it's like it skids on its roof after it's been sprayed by like 18 million AK 47 bullets. And the four boys get out. Just get out. And they just look a bit dizzy. They're like, oh, I tell you what, we're, we're going for a cappuccino. Because that, that became the challenge. It was like, right, we're going to watch the A team. Let's see if anyone dies I don't think anyone horrifically, did. violently. Nobody ever did. I think the no first, one ever did. I think the first death of the A team was when George Pepper passed away. I think mm. that was the. Yeah. <laughs> Or actually, talking of, of dying on screen during the 18, the only one I can possibly say was when Boy George, you know, Boy George appeared in it oh, when he was did, in his, oh, his yeah. And his, I mean, I think it was his one and only acting performance uh, on, on American television. I mean, it was dreadful. His performance <laughs> was absolutely shocking. It's worth YouTubing just to see it. Oh, I need to watch that. Now, what was the girl's name? What was the lassie's name? Remember the girl that always, well, there was, she was like the well, go-between. There was lots of different girls, wasn't there? Because George Pippard uh, <laughs> wouldn't tolerate women on the set very much, so, that, so he ended up sacking them all. So there was, was supposed to be about yeah. four women women throughout the series of the 18 wasn't wow. it? Wow, and that's not just the one face used to get his hands on, eh? <laughs> I tell you, I, I had his, uh, as my toy car in the 80s, I had his, was it the white convertible with the, the sort of double red stripe that went round? Oh, dark <laughs> Even now you talk about the van of the 18, it's, it's iconic today, even if you see a black oh, van nowadays, wow. you think 18, mm. don't you? That was amazing, that van. Absolutely and amazing. And that was obviously Mr T's own, yeah. it was his own B.A. Braggers van. Hey, fucker, don't sit in the back, mother, you fool. I ain't well, going on no plane, no, That's the thing, I mean, he was so stupid. You know, he used to work out, he used to work out, right? He even fought Rocky, okay? But he couldn't figure out, ooh, what's this you got for me there, Hannibal? Mmm, it's a pint of milk. Mm, mm, mm. And the next thing, yeah, some touching down across the Mexican border, because the Mexicans were a nightmare in the 80s, like. So let's find out from Mr. Voiceover Man which of these three has been voted as the best cop or crime show of the 80s. And the winner is... The 80s! So there you go, it was the A-team. 28% of the votes wow. I got. I don't think we can argue with that, can we? Not at all. But no. if you need to have some help, and if you can't find them, maybe you should hire. Can I just signal the theme yeah, tune? Yeah, go for it. Here comes the 80s theme tune right now. Here's a question for you, though. Who was the A-team's nemesis? Who was the guy that wanted to get him back in the army? Oh, Come um, on, I'll give you a clue. There's a oh. sweetie, and it's like a bus. You should know this, Grant. In the face of the buses, do the Lothian buses come on? It's a bus. If it's not a single decker, it's a double. Yeah, and what's the decker? Bu- yeah, decker. Decker was the boy. He was like, okay, oh, you should have said lead singer to power when you got that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she was on a previous podcast. <laughs> she certainly was. Did right, get, let's move on to. Before we move on, did Carol Decker get her fee? I told you, don't mention her. Why do you keep bringing up this money? Did thing? you say there was fees? Sorry, I'm sorry. Moving swiftly on to category two, which is the best quiz show of the 80s. Oh, I love a good quiz show. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Best quiz show of the 80s. The finalists are... Bullseye. The Krypton Factor. And the price is right. I was quite surprised oh, if I'm being honest. Yeah. The price is right got to the top three. The pri- out, of the, out of the list of nine or ten or whatever it was, the price is right is in the top three. But if you look at now, the Saturday night TV, right? Um, out with the sort of X Factor season. Mm. I mean you're sort of your Saturday night takeaways weren't in decks. Those are the sort of things you want. It's, it's filled with entertainment. And for some reason the price is right was absolutely fantastic. 
I think the array of brought over from the states, hadn't it? It was the big American import. Yeah, yeah. It was huge success over there. Then we got it, even with the catches coming down. Yeah, even his voice was like, "Come on, I just wanted somebody to fall down those stairs. They went mental. They must have been wired up to the moon with E numbers or whatever before they got on because they went crazy when they discovered they were getting for a tumble dryer. I tell you, you know the best. You know the best place is right game is there. How much is this Toby jug? The man with a dodgy face and a big handle. How much is it? Who's, who's the man that made a decision about that was actually the price? I How know, did yeah. they know that that d- dishwasher was £325? <laughs> I think they used to go through the Argos catalogue. Was it the Argos catalogue? That's what it was. was. Yeah. But I love the prices, right? And I used to watch that on a Saturday night because mum and dad mm. used to be working and stuff, um, you know, instead of typically in a chip shop. And uh, we were always getting babysat by my Italian grandparents who had broken English. So, Pleasure uh, Cry would go, Come on, doll! Oh! My grandma would go, Come on, a dune! That's how it was obviously translated. Come on, a dune! That's what he called it. You're like, Sorry, no, no, but the, the place is right. Come on, a dune! Brilliant, Mike. Brilliant. Sounds wonderful. Uh, Krypton Factor, what about that one then? Oh, oh Krypton Factor. Well, I, 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 I mean, I tried to watch it, but I just wasn't clever enough. Oh. I mean, yeah, I think you had to be really intelligent to, to sort of be able to keep up with that. You know, some of the stuff that they used to do. Not just the physical aspect, mm. but the, you know, you got to watch the observation. Oh, the yeah, yeah. dramatic scenes, and you'd have to go, uh, what, now, which way did he tie his shoelace? Was it to the left? Or was it to- yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm watching that. You know, I always felt it was, it was for a, for a higher, uh, brain power than mine. <laughs> I, I was the same. Uh, I wasn't really intelligent enough to watch it because I used to have it on BBC Two, but it was actually on ACTV. So I used, to, <laughs> I used to miss it completely. So two or three, two, so number two. <laughs> but no, what was the guy? Gordon, what was his name? Gordon Burns, Gordon, was it? Yeah. Gordon was, Burns, it was. Yeah, was he not just like a, he was like a, just a, like a journalist, like a newscaster. Yeah, well, that's what he does nowadays. I think it's the BBC Northwest or something. He's an evening news guy now, yeah. He's a bit, I love to keep the fact, I love the fact that everyone was a colour and you're right, Grant, you had your more sort of geeky people and the more. Yep. And it balanced out, but that, that and it came to the assault course, course. That yeah. was tough. You know, then they should they should just let a lion loose. That would be great. Like, <laughs> eh? Wham! <laughs> and can you imagine a lion being let loose in bullseye? Oh, How would that oh, be? oh my word! That was a program. There was. I mean, you, you see bullseye, and you just automatically get transposed back to sort of Sunday afternoon tea time yep. uh, you know and uh, before songs of praise and all that and as, as Peter Kay's done this whole obviously fantastic uh, comedy routine about it but it's absolutely spot on because that's what it was and it was you know the night before going back to school and um, you know watching them do these questions with the fantastic prizes at the end the prizes were amazing usually it was either a speedboat or a caravan I'm struggling to think of a third item that possibly was the big star Got prize scooter tease made yep. oh no, that's not a big star prize right? there was always a tease made but you also and a hi-fi system yep. it was a complicated process because you had the questions to start with and then they had the old subjects and that, you know you had your points yep. and you had to get your darts player going up there going 50 showbiz or whatever it was and you had big Tony the funniest bit was when the, the non darts player had to go up and throw darts and they're like 101 or more just missing jockey and all that kind of Stuff, oh, yeah. But don't, don't you think the bullseye let itself open to, to to people hustling it? Because those you say, right, this is this is Dave. He's from Bolton and he's the dart player, and this is his pal Mike, who's a non-dart player. Mm-hmm. Now, if that was me, I would have got my pal Mike, who was a dart player. <laughs> the two of us, you know, you've got two dart players. This was just pretend people, one wasn't it. Like pretend walk, one was rubbish, and just and have a bit could of a then gone up and just whatever. Him. I would have gone on and say, I'm the non-dart player. Uh, no, sorry, I'm the darts player because I'm all right at the darts. And I was saying, here's my non-dart playing friend, 
Kaiser Soce. Get out of the usual suspect. And he unfolds his hand and then, 180. I would have gone, I, I'm the non I'm the dart player, and this is my non dart player, Eric Bristol, who's a pal of mine. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> totally fill the power Taylor oh, it's just a similarity just a, I know he looks like him as well as I mean it's nightmare going to be it's nightmare uh, but I love the fact as well that you know I got to the point it got so iconic you didn't want to win Bullseye you wanted to get the the you bowling know, you know, uh, the, the music at the start it. was very uplifting and then when you lost it was it just sort of slowed it down it was dong 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 this is what you could have won oh. and it was I mean we can, we can hardly talk about it without repeating all the stuff that that, that uh, yeah. Uh, Peter K did uh, in his routine, but it's absolutely true. Let's see what you what you could have won. That's and right. And they showed them. They showed them. Mm. Rubbed the it stuff in. that they've obviously lost. I mean, was, the, um, they should was. do they should do that at the border with immigrants. You see, this is the country <laughs> you could have been in. <laughs> Nightmare. I saw Jim Bowen do his, his stand up at uh, the festival a couple of years ago, and he was brilliant because he did all the old classic, you know, the comedians' gags, but then took you through the whole thing about Bullseye, and it was uh, it was brilliant. He still got it. He's still a funny man. And I actually had the pleasure of speaking to Jim Bowen not long after that, talking about the new Bullseye interactive game. And surprisingly, this was his favourite catchphrase. I think the favourite was one that was invented by Peter Harris, who, who virtually gave birth to the show. And it, it's the one we all know. The, if you were dead Edinburgh, all the audience shouted it out, didn't they? It's keep out of the black and in the red. Nothing in this game for two in a bed. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> quite surprising there that it wasn't Super Smashing Great. not Super Smashing Great. Yeah. Ah, well, there or, you go. And the, in the sort of later part of, because it's 15 years Bullseye was on for, mm-hmm. in the later part, it was, remember, all you'll get is your BFH. That's it, yeah. old bus for <laughs> your home. Your bus for your home. And the other, the other line guy. is, how long did it take him to count out £22 during the break? <laughs> That's <laughs> right, aye. <laughs> That's right. £22. <laughs> I mean, during the ad break, my mum would say, get your feet up. She'd hoover the living room. She'd have the past on. Dad would be excited. He'd change a tyre. Honestly, unbelievable. They'd, they'd shave the dog and then they'd be back. And Jim's like, ah, 120, 140. Shaved the dog. Oh, it was a long-haired collie. Right. Oof, honestly, I'd, every I'd just, single ad break. Honestly, the dog. The dog. No, it was just. <laughs> no, it was just on a Sunday. Was it with a big razor? Was it a big no, razor? Because Bullseye was put out a bit slightly longer ad breaks, and it was just on a Sunday. My dad go, I didn't shoot the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was a nightmare in my house, nightmare. I tell you, my, oh, my granny used God. to come in, she was a bit, bit blind, eh? She used to always <laughs> make it the poofy mixed up with the dog, and that's why I started shaving on a Sunday, you know? <laughs> hang on, hang on, we better explain getting the poofy mixed up with the dog <laughs> is, is, is all about furniture. And, um, yes, yes, that's yes. it. Yes, thank yes. you, Grant. Thank you. For our international listeners who might not understand that, yes, that's very good. <laughs> right, Grant. I think it's probably the... time we, 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 we listen to who actually won this then. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to know. Oh, yeah, we need to know. Yes. Mr. Awards Man, who is the winner? And the winner is. Of course it was That was actually a really tight one, that. There was um, only 2% between Bullseye and Krypton Factor. Why don't we say to the Krypton Factor, the price is right. Come and see what you could have won. That's a laugh a minute. Time for a quick break then. Let's hear from a legend on the TV screens in the 80s. He was a magician, he was a kids TV person, and he also did game shows as well, which links us nicely to my interview with Mr. Paul Daniels. Magic. Moving on then into the 80s, you went from being a TV magician to being a, a TV presenter, didn't you? Oh, of game shows, yeah. I actually wanted to do a chat show, 
but uh, the United Kingdom tends to say to people, um, you can't do that. You're, you're a magician. You must do magic. I tried to point out that Johnny Carson, the greatest of all the chat show hosts in America, had been a magician, but they didn't listen. But they weren't having it. And they wanted more magic shows. And I know that, you know, repetition of shows, too many, and you become boring. So I said, no, I won't do that. What about a game show? So they went off, and they found one that had failed in America called Odd One Out. Mm. And I had good success with that. And then after a few years of that, I said, right, let's find a different game. Oh, no, this is, this is fine. And I said, no, no, you keep game shows on air so long, you lose viewers. They become lessened by the repetition. And so we found what, for me, was the best game show of all time on television, which was Every Second Count. Fantastic show. You know, all the other game show hosts, when we met, would say, why did you get a game? You know, it was, it was a great game. Because it built up to a, a really good, exciting climax every week. So that was good. So I've got to ask you about Wizbit as well. That's slightly different. Was that something you came up with, or someone came up uh, with it for you? Wizbit was a kind of a joint think process. There was a guy called Barry Murray doing um, an LP for the Magic Circle. So you played this LP, you did in your house what it told you to do and the magic worked. And he wanted a, a strange link. And I had just read a short story where we couldn't understand these space people who'd come in from outer <laughs> space because... In fact, they were operating on a different time scale to our life. So when they talked, they talked like that. And they were talking too fast for us to understand. So I took that sound and I said, well, let's add it to this little character you've got there, Wizbit. And hi there, my name's Wizbit. I come from the planet of WoW. I tell you, I would have, I'd like to have seen Paul Daniels make love to Debbie. That would have been a, <laughs> no, a, that's just wrong at a every ma- level. A magic trick in itself. The best trick Paul Daniels ever did. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, excuse me, guys. You're back on. Uh, uh, okay, uh, let's move on to the third awards then on tonight's Erratas. Best comedy show of the 80s. The finalists are... Cheers! Only Fools and Horses! And the Young Ones! Rick, I hate you! So cheers then, that's the American one on our list at the moment. Uh, yeah, well, I tell you, you, you could not you could not have a, a discussion about comedy shows in the 80s without mentioning uh, Cheers, because that was, for me, one of my most iconic and favourite, favourite, favourite comedy shows. I still watch it now and laugh. I downloaded it onto the, the iPad and, and was watching about three episodes on the train down to Manchester a couple of weeks ago. It is... Absolutely outstanding. It's still funny today. Does it stand the test? I mean, it must look a bit dated, but I take it, it just still stands the test it, of time. It does. It does. You're right, Julie. It does look a little bit dated, obviously, with the, with the fashions and such like that. But the, the writing was absolutely first class, and it's. I mean, it's still. I was laughing out loud on the train. It's one of those moments where I found myself with the headphones on, uh, <laughs> laughing out loud at uh, Norman. Uh, and uh, you know, strangers just, looking at you, wondering what you're doing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I, was, I think I followed. It was one of these rare series as well um, that I followed pretty much. 
all the way through. But mm-hmm. as soon as I got hooked in, not right at the very beginning, but you know, once I found it with 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 uh, Sam and Diane in the early days, mm-hmm. and followed it right the way through from Coach, and then Coach left, and Woody came in, and oh, it was just it, magnificent. It, I, it I was, can't praise this too much. It was the characters because you're right because Coach was was there and he got a bit old for it, and then um, he, he died. He, he, well, died. he died. That's at, right. At the end of a series, <coughs> literally. Yeah, you had Shelley Long, and then she got replaced by Kirstie Alley, and I suppose mm-hmm. you know she was becoming famous in her own right with the mm. movies and stuff. But Woody Harrison coming and playing the total yeah. country bumpkin thickle, and was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, Norm was the postman, was he? Yep. Who was the other guy? Because oh, no, no, Norm was the, was the painter, the barfly, sat there, the big heavy guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had man, Norm, yeah. and uh, you had uh, Frazier, who of course went and had his own spin-off right. series, mm-hmm. as, and uh, uh, Lilith was his wife, Cliffy. Uh, was the postman? Aye. Cliff was the post. Was, was the posty? And indeed, yeah. another one in the the category of three here that uh, has carried on for years and years and years, and the writing is just brilliant. Only fools and horses. Oh my word, John Sullivan, legend. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? In Absolutely, uh, first, but again, brilliant writing. Again, you can watch it. It looks dated, obviously, with the way it was shot, possibly in the eighties, and and the fashions again. But it's <laughs> it's the writing that stands out. You know, brilliant for me. Um, the characters as well. Del Boy. I mean, the way he was played. Uh, fantastic, you know the who dares wins the Rodders and the Plonker, yeah, yeah. and I love the fact he was like he was all that. <laughs> he tried to be all that with the bling and stuff, and he'd go into the pub and he'd have his peanut. <laughs> They're all drinking real <laughs> eagle and stuff. But, but oh. One of my favourite characters Trigger. in Fools and Horses was, was Trigger. Yeah, oh, Trigger, he yeah, was yeah, just yeah. so stupid. All right, Dave. <laughs> That's right, he used to call Ronnie Dave. And it was when, was it when, um, the, was it Cassandra that Del Boy ends up having a baby with? And the Damien that Rodgers thinks is the actual Antichrist. <laughs> and Trigger turns around and says, they've named him Rodney after Dave or something. It was just whatever. <laughs> it was someone, somebody had a baby so along the line and Trigger's just so thick. But he, the best one must have been it was in all these you know, these top 50 comedy mm. moments is the bit when it's um, just the Batman and Robin thing you're thinking of there's that well, bit there's ba- well, you've, got, you've got Batman and Robin you've got the chandelier you've got Dell falling through the bar yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, through yeah, the yeah, bar yeah. oh Classic my god sick moment and the other thing about that programme is, is it's gone on for so many years you know it hasn't lost any of its appeal Not even when they have these specials every now and again everyone loves it and it's still watched by millions and millions of people and it's one of those um, like what you were saying Grant you follow tears you could actually just end up watching just random episodes yeah, of yeah, yeah. horses just and dip it and dip it yeah. and Brilliant. There's so many funny moments. I mean, Trigger, there was one that was, I think it was the same one as, it was a recent one, and Trigger was there working, he was a, a street sweeper, and uh, he was speaking to a counsellor or something, he was speaking to him, and he was saying, he said, I've had this brush that I've swept the streets with <laughs> for 25 years. Like, it's incredible, you've had that brush for 25 years? He says, yes, I've only had seven new poles and five new heads. <laughs> 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 Fantastic! Like, it was just stuff like that. It was just brilliant. And of course, again, again, like Cheers, the theme tune. I mean, Cheers, you had that you and a girl, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you had yeah. um, Hooky Street. Was it go yeah. brilliantly? Well, that that was meant to be. It was meant to be recorded by Chaz and Dave. They were they were they were lined ah. up to record it, and then they got held up, and they, they didn't manage to make the recording session. So John Sullivan himself sang it uh, to to record the theme. And uh, it was one of Chaz and Dave's mass- biggest regrets that they wow. never did the uh, the actual theme tune to, to Fools and Horses. There you go. Just there are we, but Trevor, chuck that your way, boys. That's Thank quite good. You've corrected me, because my notes said they didn't, pay, they didn't pay Chaz and Dave's fee. That's why. <laughs> oh, Grant's fee, sorry. Are you talking about a fee? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. No, it's, as I say, I've got it from Wikipedia. It's obviously oh, not right, true. Okay. <laughs> and the third one on the, the nomination list is The Young Ones. Oh. Now, this is a, this show, was it only 12 episodes filmed or something yeah, ridiculous like that? Yeah, only two seasons or something like that. I recently got it on DVD, and yeah... 
it's fantastic. The only thing that I, d- I wasn't getting that you have to maybe go go back on is the mm. p- political side of it when the Ben yeah, and stuff yeah, comes in. Yeah. But just generally, it was magic because you had the live comedy. A lot of it was very slapstick. You know, yeah. Rick and Vivian always smacking, smacking each other with frying pans, cricket bats, yeah, um, and you had Neil, Neil the hippie, which was very you know of the time. Um, wasn't he studying a degree in peace or something stupid <laughs> like he that? Always yeah. had the lentils on. <laughs> <laughs> was, and then you had all this stuff. Remember, like they would go, you'd see the two rats at the mouse on, and next thing there's a scene it's two puppet rats talking about <laughs> oh, I think un- unlike Cheers and uh, Only Fools Nurses I think Young Ones was probably the most out of the three of them that was of its time and I think if you yeah. watched if you watched it now it would be very dated and yeah. you perhaps wouldn't laugh in the same way that we did then I mean it was must see TV you, know, that you had to watch it I think it was Tuesday nights on BBC2 about 9 o'clock that's right and, yeah. and you had to watch it uh, for school the next day because you know, <laughs> you know if you only had that one window of opportunity if you didn't see the Young Ones and the thing was when you watched programmes like this, you, you'd go to school the next day and reenact entire scenes yep. just by watching it once. And you'd maybe videoed it if you were if you were really posh. You had a video recorder. And uh, this was the thing. You watched it once and you, you, you absorbed it so much that you could quote entire scenes and sort of soliloquies by, by Rick uh, um, throughout the next day, which was, you know, that was a big part of the playground patter. You're right, because it was only, they were only about 25 minutes long. They weren't long mm. episodes. Mm. But uh, the young ones, I mean, they went on to, it was so iconic, they went on to do the actual song with Cliff. Yeah, mm. yeah. And that got to number one yep. just brilliantly. I oh, think- no, no, they were, they were absolutely huge, no, no doubt about it. I think, the, was it the University Challenge one? I think that's, oh, that's the one that right. everyone remembers. <laughs> one of the famous things. Yeah. <laughs> she's kicking the hell at the boy. <laughs> oh, my word. Brilliant. Right, let's find out then what was voted the best comedy show of the 80s. And the winner is... Only Fools and Horses! Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Diffic- difficult to argue, although I still have a, a huge soft spot for Cheers and yeah, Rebecca in particular. <laughs> uh, the other ones that didn't quite make the final three that were on the list Blackadder. Oh, that one should start amazing. with the voting. That was well out in front early days in the voting, wow. but then it just kind of clawed back, didn't kind of see it through. Uh, Rabsy Nesbitt, Cosby Show, yeah. uh, different mm. strokes, oh, Family Ties, the... Heidi High, plenty on there. Uh, best imperson- impersonation sorry, of Bill Cosby ever is when Eddie Murphy stands up and he goes, I would like to talk to you. <laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> Cosby, the Cosby Show, the Huxtables, they were yeah, a great family. That was, that was Channel 4, wasn't it? Was that that's it. right, it was Channel yeah, 4, and then yeah. it developed. And then Channel 4 were quite iconic with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely, especially through the 80s, the stuff that they brought in. I think it was it like uh, Desmond's yeah. as well, wasn't it? Back at the end Desmond's, of the eighties, right. yeah. yeah. that was the, the barber like shop. Yeah, 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 it was fantastic. Rosanne and, and then you had Rosanne, and it went on to in the nineties. Blossom, was she sort of eighties into the nineties? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a conch she had on her, eh? <laughs> she played Bette Midler in. Uh, she played Bette Midler, Midler as a child in Beaches. Have you ever seen Beaches? Was, oh, that's oh, a sad yeah, film. Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah, film? Yeah. Tears your part was with the sheep. The girl was Blossom. The girl that played Blossom, and actually, when you look at her, it is Bette Midler. Uh, but this was just as, anyway. I'm just chucking it. We ran a bit. It wasn't really bit middle. No, no, it wasn't. But it was. <laughs> I and, found and halfway through the woman that played Bet Midler was a spitting image of Bet Midler. I think that was Bet Midler. Oh, as well. right, sorry, how I'm many Bet are there? I don't know. There's about four. I'll check the phone book. I'll check the phone book. Quick shout out to somebody who uh, put in the other section last of the summer wine for the uh, comedy shows, and this is their reasoning. It was so good, it helped them get their homework done on a Sunday evening. Anything's better than watching that program. That was their reasoning behind is that it. Right? Yeah, that's a bit <laughs> harsh on obviously. Last of the summer wine, but there you go. That's obviously not, not, very, not very positive. But that still mm. ran for years. Last of the summer it wine, did. Did, the older yes. generation preferred yes, that. And was it yeah. first of the summer wine? Wasn't it spin-off and all that kind of nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the fourth category then: the best soaps of the eighties. The best soap of the eighties. The finalists are Brookside. 
Coronation Street and Neighbours. Ah, interesting one then. Um, no sign of EastEnders in the final three there. Quite surprised. Especially when it started in the 80s. It that, did yeah. start, it was 85 or whatever it was. So Sorry. let's run down the list then. Uh, first of the three, Brookside. What about uh, Brookside? Were you a fan of Brookside in the 80s, Grant? Yes, I absolutely was. Again, we you know, talked about Channel 4 earlier on and, and this was uh, yeah. Phil Redmond who yeah. brought, brought this along after his success with, with Grange Hill. And, uh, and then he, he went on to have success with Hollyoaks as well, didn't he? he? Did. Absolutely, and he, and he was he was spot on with with reflecting what was important at the time, and he tackled subjects that the likes of Coronation Street and EastEnders would never have mm. uh, gone near. And uh, the fact that it was filmed on an actual close um, was, was was just added to it all. It was actual houses that was that was filmed in, so that in itself was quite groundbreaking. But uh, there were some great characters uh, oh, uh, God, yeah. on that, wasn't there? Jimmy Cockhill, I remember Barry Jimmy Grant. Cockhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it. Yeah. yeah, and Barry Grant, who eventually was Harry Enfield's calm down, calm down. You know the shell suit with the <laughs> yeah, afro. And the, that Big was Barry Grant, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Coronation Street in the eighties. Then, uh, like I said, I'm surprised that one got in there ahead of EastEnders. But Coronation Street in the eighties, a lot of big characters. So, like I said, Bet Lynch is in there and. And Rita and all these sorts of people. Curly Watts was in there, remember? Yeah, he's been seen yeah. coming back, yeah. yeah. It's it, no, I mean Cor- Coronation Street. That was the one that I voted for actually as the soap of the eighties. Although I was a big fan of Brooks and but I just think out of stature, certainly that was one of the, the strongest decades for Coronation mm. Street. It uh, would have been the eighties when you know you had Eddie Yates, the bin man who was on yeah, it, the, big, the big Ken Barlow and, and Mike Baldwin. Oh, what the, was the old woman with the ducks called? Affair. What was she called? Oh, Hilda, uh, Hilda, yeah, Hilda yeah. and Stan Ogden. I mean, these, the performances were just absolutely out of this yeah. world. And because uh, what you had, of course, with Coronation Street with these kind of characters, you had actors who'd been acting for for years and years and years before they came into the into the soap so that they'd absolutely learnt their trade a lot of the characters that we see now are pretty fresh faced mm-hmm. quite young mm-hmm. actors um, uh, and, and it's interesting to see that Cornish are dipping in by bringing in some really classic actors uh, again to just add that bit of gravitas yeah. uh, to the soap but, but they were abs- it was stunning some of the stuff that they did Alf Roberts was the, was the mayor and Audrey yeah, and yeah. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was some great storylines that yeah. maybe that's why EastEnders didn't really do well on on our sort of survey because mm. of the fact that it'd only been what by the end of the eighties was only five six Perhaps, years yeah, old yeah, yeah. and yep. unlike Corey it didn't really bring in it was always all new fresh faces yeah. that he had mm-hmm. you know apart from what's the name that plays um, plays Dot. Wish me fags June, June, June Brown yeah, yeah, But there was yeah. also Wendy Richards Who'd just come That's from right. oh, I mean what a transformation right. That was Remember as Miss Brahms In, yes. in Are You Being Served That's I mean right. she was uh, She was the, the subject Of many schoolboy fantasies I'm <laughs> quite sure uh, And then she appeared As Pauline Fowler And it was like Oh yeah, what, what the yeah, that was it. Working along, <laughs> yellowy. Yeah. The lovely Wendy Richards, of course, no longer with us. But uh, yeah, she was she was stunning as Miss Brams. But there, yeah, that's her versatility as an actress, as they say in the business. And plus, as well, just thinking about other names which appeared, we're not going to talk. We're going to talk about it later on. But I suppose um, if you think about how Hibs are a feeder team for Celtic, yeah, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Grange Hill was the feeder team for EastEnders because <laughs> yes, Tucker yes, turned yeah, up, yeah, Michelle Tucker. turned yeah. up, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there was a few that came through. And uh, the third one uh, in the top three, neighbours. Aussie counterparts um, difficult to leave them off the list I think really wasn't it when especially got Kylie and Neighbors Jason and everything like that involved massive. over there well it's, 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 it's absolutely right that they should be here as well because we are focusing on the 80s and, and in the 80s especially from sort of mid to, to late when, when yeah. Neighbours came on they were it was massive you know I mean, superstar status that these guys had and obviously you know your Jasons and your Kylies and all that came from it but you know Craig McLachlan came yeah, out of yeah. it as well and, hey Mona um, and uh, Natalie Imbruglia, and yeah. there were so many. I mean, these these guys were were massive stars uh, back in the, back in the day. And Neighbours was was just again. It was that you had to get home twenty to six yeah. um, after um, the broom cupboard finished. They would stick, on, right. they would stick on Neighbours, you know. <laughs> and and um, uh, you know you had to see it. 
Oh, you had to. And they used to show up in the afternoon as well. Yeah, and there was I, a repeat, wasn't it? Mm. When I was at high school, we used to somehow get back to someone's house now and again, you'd actually go back to watch Neighbours. And it was yeah. weird, because it's not the sort of thing you would normally do as a kid. No, but for some reason, soap. it was fantastic. Yeah. It was the likes of Kylie and Jason Donovan because it was all this, it was all these families in the one street. They were all at high school themselves, and do you know what I mean, I always was very similar to Brookside in a way, isn't it? Kind yeah. of close mm. and everything. Yeah, always not quite as gritty as Brookside. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but they had, they had a few issues. A bit more sunshine as well. A few issues because yeah. remember it was a bit later on. What was the name? The girl was it? Was it Kerry or Kelly? It was married to you know the the comedian guy. Oh yeah, um, Mark Little, Joe Joe Mangle. Oh, ah, yeah, Joe yeah, Mangle. Yeah. Remember, she yeah. get she was a, a, an activist, and she got she, there was a duck hunt or whatever. It was. <laughs> she got she got bloody <laughs> bits. <laughs> no wonder he turned to comedy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was he, his mum was Mrs Mangle, or was that his nan? No, I think it, I think it was an was older Mrs Mangle. Yeah, it might be his Mangle. nan. Yeah, there was the older. Yeah. She was an interfering busybody. Crikey. I tell you what, and I found it, in, in real life, Harold Bishop was a bit bumbly in the bedroom. Mm. He was an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would know that, Mr. Conti. Let's you, find out know? from Mr. Voice of God who is the winner then. And the winner is. Brookside! Brookside. Oh, no, Brookside. Oh, I didn't see that one. Bring it back. No way. That was actually the closest vote between the, the top three. There was 2% between the top three there. Uh, Brookside just headed off Coronation Street, which just headed off Neighbours. Saddest thing oh. I ever saw was recently on the internet, maybe about a year or two ago, where, where the t- someone has taken photographs of the actual Brookside set now, uh, which has just kind of been left in almost storage, if you like, and everything is completely overgrown. The windows yeah. are all boarded oh. up, and it just looks really, really sad because it's not being touched. I think they were all trying to decide who owned the land and who was going to buy the house or so what they were going to do with it. And uh, the whole thing became overgrown, overgrown and run down. It was, it, was, it was really sad. I remember showing that same photograph to, we've got a heart supporter here called Ian Old. You might know him. And he was like, is that a Pilton? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Just a quick mention for some of the other soaps that didn't get into the final three. Then we've um, talked about EastEnders. What about the two big ones from America, Dallas and Dynasty? How did Dallas not get in the top three? Especially the 80s. So mm. huge. GR and all that. You know, yeah, how did yeah, that yeah. not happen? That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Emmerdale Farm was the other one that didn't uh, get a mention. Yeah, ah, that's rubbish, though. Nobody's ever watched Emmerdale. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, let's uh, move on to our geek then. He's bringing us his uh, favourite TV shows, but in a kid's kind of fashion. So here we go. Here's David the Geek with his roundup of the best kids' TV shows of the 80s. Let's hear from David the Geek. Ever since Paul and Gino asked me to improve their podcast with my own brand of random banter, knowledge and all-round funny take on the 80s, I've been looking forward to doing a feature on 80s kids' TV programmes. Because unlike the still-game Grandad Paul and Papa Gino, I was born at the start of the 80s, and my fondest memories are of CITV, Children's BBC and Saturday morning cartoons. But the problem is, I could probably do a whole podcast just on 80s kids' TV alone, and it might even be better than this one. Now I'm only joking. No, really, it would. So I've decided to stick to the more obscure kids' cartoons this month, hopefully leaving you wanting more in future podcasts. But let us know via the usual twit face routes. First of all, we're off to Button Moon to follow Mr. Spoon. It's a pretty simple puppet idea. Turn a can of Heinz beans, other brands are available but not as good, into a rocket ship and go to a fictional moon made from a button. And go there for absolutely no reason whatsoever and watch other planets from your telescope. Perverts. So this family of spoons would go up to the moon every day for a joyride, have a wee look around, and come home again. Man, the 80s were a simpler time. Spoon family are on another trip to Button Moon. Some of the bubbles are flying around the spaceship and going... Pop! Pop! But even so, I still love Button Moon. And maybe it's because I was lucky enough as a kid to win a competition in the local paper to go and see it live. Dog Tanyon and the Musket Hounds was one of my favourites as a kid. I've actually got it on DVD now. 
It's the story of Dog Tanyon, who desperately wants to be a Mosquito Hound. Sound familiar? At the time, I had no idea it was a reimagining of the Alexander Dumas book, The Three Musketeers, starring D'Artagnan, not Dog Tanyon. They were all dogs, so I get it now. Each episode would see the heroic band of friends fighting off the Cardinal's guard dogs in the protection of king and country. But here's a question for you. Can you name the Three Musketeers? Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. They don't call me the geek for nothing. Gummy Bears was the first animated production by Walt Disney Animation Television, thank you Wikipedia, and was loosely based on the Gummy Bears suites. In the show, the bears were the things of legend and fairy tale, till one day some humans came into contact with the last tribe of the Gummy Bears. To be honest, I can't really remember much about the show other than I'm sure I liked it. There was gummy berry juice that made them bounce around all over the place, and it had a great theme tune. Jimbo and the Jet Set was basically a Thomas the Tank Engine ripoff, but animated and involving an airport instead of trains. The main character of Jimbo, the mini jet plane, and his supporting cast of Tommy Tow Truck, Claude Catering, Amanda Baggage, Phil the Fuel Truck, Sammy Steps, and Harry Helicopter had only 25 episodes, and I think it's ripe for a reboot. Jimmy and the Magic Torch was actually a 70s cartoon that was repeated in the 80s, where it got its major following, so I've included it. But if you've seen it, you can see the 70s influence, with the psychedelic principle of Jimmy's Magic Torch that opens a doorway where he and his pet dog Wordsworth would descend a helter-skelter to the multicolored cooking land. If this was written today, the writers would have to be tested for illegal substances. The Ragdolls was children's TV attempt to connect with the social outcasts by letting them know that deep down, we're all just Ragdolls. Reminding us that it's not much of a life when you're just a pretty face. Just to be whoever you are is no disgrace. Don't be scared if you don't fit in. Look who's in the reject bin. Maybe someone should tell the big brother Geordie Shaw celebrity-obsessed generation just now. These were just heartwarming stories of the rejects helping each other out that appealed to kids of all ages. Somewhere in the dark and nasty regions where nobody goes stands an ancient castle. Deep within this dank and uninviting place lives Burke. Hello! Overworked servant of the thing upstairs. Burke, But that's nothing compared to the horrors that lurk beneath the trap door. For there is always something down there. In the dark, waiting to come out. Trapdoll was a plasticine stop animation that predated the massively successful Waltz and Gromit. Centered around Burke, a rotund character that looked like he was made out of blue tack, who was a servant for the thing upstairs. But it was annoying because you never got to see it. Every now and then, something sinister would sliver out of the trapdoor and cause mayhem before being forced back down into the underbelly. I always wondered why they didn't just seal up the trapdoor, but I suppose then it would have been a boring TV show. Although part of my upbringing was south of the border, my Scottish heritage always made me think Family Ness was always a bit casually racist. From the stereotypical names of Elspeth and Angus, their dodgy fake Scottish accents, and their thistle whistles they used to summon the Nessies. But at the same time, it was a way for me to connect to my Scottish side even from a young age. The Family Ness were a bunch of Nessies named after their personality defects, such as silliness, pirateness, babiness, ferociousness. You get the idea. So that concludes my first instalment of 80s kids programs. Obviously I've missed loads of them out, and I only focused on a few of the more obscure ones for now. I've left out the most obvious for the potential of a follow-up show in later podcasts. So if you want to hear more, then let us know via Facebook or Twitter. The video, the video, that's all, folks. Is it me or does David the Geek look like Bette Midler? <laughs>
in her later years. Yeah, yeah. If, it's the bit in beaches when she's sitting there rocking in the chair. You think, is that David... Yeah. So there we go. Thank you very much, David. The Geek, the best kids' TV shows of the 80s, which leads us nicely on to the fifth award of six. Just two more to go, guys. And this is the best kids' TV shows of the 80s. Let's find out what's in the final three. The best kids' TV show of the 80s. The finalists are... Grange Hill, He-Man and Rainbow. I hope it says Zippy. Yes, dogs. <laughs> oh, He-Man. Wow. He-Man. By I the power see, of Grayskull. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have said He-Man was going to be in there. Not so surprised with the other two, but He-Man surprises me. He-Man, I, I remember having the whole set. I had the Castle Grayskull and stuff. I no, remember having all Skeletor. that. Skeletor. Yeah. He was a baddie. I feel that what's been missed from He-Man was the fact that, you know, women always go on about nowadays, how they've got the vote and... Independence. You say that grudgingly. They're work- yes. No, they're out working and all that. And, <laughs> oh, you make more than me, and all this sort of stuff goes on in real life. But what we forget about He Man was Man at Arms was a single dad. Yeah, he had his daughter and he used to help me in my ear. Time, you know, his daughter would be like, Dad, Dad, I think uh, there's something happened in the bathroom. You know, she obviously become a woman and he's like, ah, Look, I'll sit, I'll tell, we'll go to Tesco's in a minute here. I've got to make He Man a new sword. He's going to be mini dagger and battle cut. She, he's got dented armour and that battle cat was amazing like, that was amazing. I wish my cats could do that that would be good oh, speaking of equality we had the bit of She-Ra in there didn't we She-Ra yes. was involved that's what evolved yeah. yeah yeah but I mean it's stunning I mean you just got to think back to He-Man and it Stunning animation, wasn't it? It was good. It was very good. Time. <laughs> and the sound effects. <laughs> it was rubbish. Which one? It was rubbish. In fact, to be fair, no. To be fair, I mean, it was it was true that it, because Skeletor used to talk like this. <laughs> what are you doing, hey man? <laughs> oh, and, and that's the thing. I think the guy that actually voiced it must have got wires in his because he, <laughs> he couldn't like actually that. see. Yeah. He used to go, hey man. He couldn't actually see man. He go, hey man. So he obviously tried to talk like your jaw would, you know, like a door. Was uh, right. It was wired. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, what about Grange Hill? Then we spoke about it briefly uh, a few moments ago before the package. But uh, yes. everyone loved Grange Hill, didn't they? Loved Grange Hill right the way through the, from the days of Tucker Jenkins and Benny. And then the spin-off yeah. was Tucker's Luck, which That's was right. uh, which I loved as well on BBC Two. Uh, but Grange Hill again. Phil Redmond was you know sort of breaking the mold of of programs like this because the topics that he he took on and on the, on the subject were brilliant, but also littered with a lot of humour and a lot of great scenes and great characters. And the characters were brilliant. I I used to love, I mean, yeah, one of the characters in particular, you had, you had Roland, who was the, Roland. the bigger kid at Roland. high school, who suffered a bit of bullying and he was mm-hmm. befriended by the, the young black girl and she used to go Roland, yeah, and call him Roland, Roland and stuff. And Roland. it gave you these messages that you weren't really, you know, they weren't sort of spoon feeding you, you just no. picked it up. Mm. But they also got stuff that, com- I mean, because I was in school at the time that the, the, the Grain Show was, was going through, but it was the things like the bullying uh, subjects because they had, the, you know, the Gripper Stepson, who was the who was the really scary bully that they had as well. And it was like, God, yeah, yeah, there are people like that in my school as well who everyone's really scared of and it got it absolutely spot on yeah, yeah I think kids could relate to it couldn't they in the totally. 80s mm-hmm. and then you get the drugs thing I mean the drugs thing yeah, really you know when, no, when yeah. AIDS and all that was kicking off and then Zama went down the sort of spirally mm. soap and then just say no just say no <laughs> just, just say, say no just say no <laughs> no I love it I still do that to the day if, like if I go to McDonald's and say do you want, do you want to go large <laughs> just say no 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 I like it and the kid behind the counter just looks at you blankly but I do Oof. feel I thought it was really sad how Tucker when he did leave school he tried to get a job he landed riding the motorbike and then he got AIDS <laughs> Because <laughs> he moved, he moved from Green Hill over to Albert Square, didn't he? Yeah, so Wolford, it wasn't yeah. far. He moved dead safe. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what, like. So from uh, high school to uh, the younger kids, this one, Rainbow. Oh. Again, everyone kind of loved it. It's very iconic still to this day, isn't it? 
Oh, Zippy I mean, and George and Bungle and, and what Rod Jane and Fred is up to. Yeah. It's, it was, it was, you know, you talked about um, going home at lunchtime to watch Neighbours at your pal's house, but I remember, you know, on the, on the occasion I would find myself at my pal's house at lunchtime uh, and Rainbow came on, even though you were in high school and you were maybe bunking off a couple of classes <laughs> or something, you'd be mucking about and, you know, you'd be having pillow fights and, and, and mucking about and, and burning stuff in the kitchen. And then Rainbow came on, it just all stopped. <sighs> it just all stopped. And you all stopped and watched Rainbow, didn't you? You did, though. You, did. you honestly did. And you Rod, just did. You wanted to see about a Jane, though. Stop burning <laughs> Here we go, children. And then come Roger, and no wonder Jane was so happy. She, had ro- she, she was like, she was like a, a two-thirds of the Abba. Do you know what I mean? But, but she, she was a wee bit of a minx because did oh, she not totally. go from Rod to Freddy? Totally. In real life, yeah, in real life, yeah. she, she had an, she, it was originally Rod and Jane, and then Freddie came on the scene and she moved from. Oh, it was always oh, really, you know, saucy behind the scenes action at, uh, at Rainbow. Poor Bungle. You thought he was in. So was bungo, like. Yes. And, and, and it was the vocal talents of uh, Roy Skelton who provided Zippy and George. It was one guy uh, who did both the voices, Could, and he did oh. them at the same time. Can you do uh, any, uh, any voices? Of the I voices? can't do the voices, now. I won't even begin. <laughs> I did <laughs> it. Do you know something? I had you as a George. I thought, you'll be able to do George. See, <laughs> <laughs> see, I can't do it. Um, but I interviewed Roy Skelton once. They, they, they'd remixed the, the Rainbow theme and, and put George and Zippy on it in the sort of early 90s and interviewed him for the radio. And um, I, I spoke to him on the phone. He says, now, you know, you've got to understand, I will be doing this um, as... Uh, George and Zippy at the same time. Wow. And he came, oh, yes, oh, oh. see, I can't do it. Uh, and he would just cut from one voice to the other. And it was, it was, it was incredible. He had this sort of split personality that he could do. And that's how he did it as the puppets. And I thought that um, Jeffrey was, he had such a cool voice. It was so soft. And when he spoke, you listened. Do you know what I mean? He, he sounded like a big Jesse, though. Oh, he did, though. <laughs> oh, he was a big woman's blouse. But tell, yeah, tell you what, you know, tell you what. Excellent. So a, look at a few of the ones that didn't make the final three, then. There's the likes of uh, Wonder Years, Button Moon, Fraggle Wonder Rock. Wonder Years. Yes. <gasps> what was the name of the woman, the Wonder Years? It was, was it Kevin, the wee boy? Mm. Kevin was a boy, yeah. And what was the girl's name? Was it Winnie? Oh, I remember. Oh, yes. She, I loved her. Do you remember oh. the, the rumour that went around a few years ago that Marilyn Manson actually played a character in Wonder Years? That was yes, but it wasn't, though. Of course it wasn't. It was, no, but it was like a big... Rumor that went I had the rumour that Because Mar- he played Geeky Pal That was what the rumour was Oh yeah, that's right Yeah, yeah. yeah. Geeky yeah. Pal with um, Who I think that What's the geeky guy In the Simpsons With the glasses I think he was based On his Geeky Pal From Wonder Years yeah, it could be. yeah But I had the rumour Marlon Manson Was in Beaches There's one before- <laughs> <laughs> Bet Midler's sitting there and there's like a goth kid next. I think I think he was he was lined up to be in Beaches, uh, but there was an issue with the fee, uh, so it never actually <sighs> actually happened. Well, listen, you don't have what to worry about that. I know you've got a, w- a wife to buy shoes for and kids to feed. We'll sort you out, Grant. Okay? <laughs> sure? we'll, we'll discuss that at the end. We'll an MFR sticker. Yeah, I hope your temperamental eyes at the end doesn't cut off our guest, Paul. <laughs> 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 Once we've got all we need yeah, out of it. Wonder Years, brilliant. But what about Inspector Gadget? Never oh, yes. Another animated classic. What about Nightmare? Remember that? <gasps> side step to your left, side step and to your right. And that was all like, oh, no, like I don't a blue screen. It was like... Um, the boy yeah, had a helmet weird. on and yeah. you had the people sat there. And, oh, that was lovely. It was good. Let's find out then which was voted the best kids TV show of the 80s. And the winner is... Grange Hill! Sorry, George. <laughs> By a landslide majority, the Come biggest on. win of all of the awards, Grange Hill with 34% of the votes. Do you know what's Not won surprising. it for, Do you know what won it for Grange Hill? What? Sausage on a fork. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? It was just like fantastic. 
That was the most chaotic thing that could ever happen in a canteen. A sausage and a fork would come flying across. You know, not a 15 year old girl getting her paps out, not somebody actually snogging a teacher or somebody going, The teacher got me pregnant, he said it was all to do with biology. No, it was sausage on a fork. What's that projectile coming out of me? Oh, it's going to hit my beans. It's a sausage on a fork. And it was perfect. If you ever put a sausage on a fork, that was it was perfect was symmetry because you had the four prongs and there was enough sausage either side of each end of the prongs on the fork <laughs> fantastic and whoever Wonderful. chucked it chucked it what was it because it's just a weighted item you think you must have been the athletics team oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it was Jonathan Edwards. Bullet Baxter trained him himself. <laughs> Brilliantly. Wonderful. Brilliant. Let's move on to the sixth and final award then of these wonderful erratas, and it's the big one, the ultimate TV villain of the oh. 80s. Ultimate TV villain of the 80s. The finalists are... The Daleks from Doctor Who. J.R. Ewing from Dallas. And Zelda from Terrorhawks. Zelda from Terrorhawks. Oh my <laughs> word! She's in EastEnders nowadays. Phil's bird. Is that not Zelda from Terrorhawks? That's terribly cruel, but very funny. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, um, Zelda from Terrorhawks used to scare the she scared bejesus out of me as well. I'll be honest yes. with you. Because Quite frightening. That was an odd she, TV programme, wasn't it? Was it was weird. It was very sort of... All uh, like ball head things. Well, you know that there was a movie in the 80s, you know, that like, remember Labyrinth for David yeah, Bowie? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the same puppeteers that did that, because it was all Jim Henson, mm. and then mm-hmm. they did the Black Crystal, and they yes. did Terrahawks, they did all that, because they all had the similar sort of... But Terrahawks was... I really can't remember what it was about. It was no. like a science fiction, and she was baddie, and she'd just appear, and you would absolutely, you would absolutely pap yourself. Because there was no build up to it, she would just go, ah, with her hair, and you go, jeez, is that Sir Bird East Enders? <laughs> She's gonna end up with Phil. Poor Ben, poor Ben. Hey, they're gonna change that boy halfway through his life, and no one's gonna notice because they're too frightened of Zelda. Ah, Phil! Oh, gee. So, what about the Daleks then? That's another unusual choice. Scary, to, to scary stuff with Daleks. Yeah. It's, it's the classic day. tale, though, isn't it? That you watch Doctor Who from behind the couch, there's uh, no sort of cliche when the Daleks were on, but they were so menacing. And obviously, the, the, the guy, I think it's the guy who designed them, uh, passed away just uh, a few weeks ago. And so there's been a lot of discussion on uh, on, on radios and, and TV about the fear factor that the Daleks mm. had. Mm. And what was it about the Daleks that just made them so freaking scary? And if it, uh, was it just uh, that, that voice, that piercing yeah, the voice sound, that would exterminate? Yeah. Or, yeah. I think um, you didn't ooh. know what was going on. You didn't, you know, because yeah. it was this sort of thing that moved around. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And when you think about the Cybermen and other baddies, they didn't mm-hmm. scare you as much as the Daleks. And yeah. even the guy, like Stavros, the leader of the Daleks, who now runs oh. EasyJet, I mean, <laughs> you know, he used to scare the hell. And I thought, I'm but, glad. I mean, he was frightening just to look at. Oh, he wasn't good. You know, he wasn't He wasn't a handsome guy at all. But, um, yeah, that, they, they were, I can see why. They were probably more scared. Well, would you put them as bad? Well, you would put them as villains, wouldn't you? But yeah. uh, more more enemies than, yes. than just mm, bad yeah, people. Yeah. But they were just bad, and they were also so cold. They oh. just didn't care. Just turned pointed and shoot. Machine, no questions right. asked. Yeah. And yeah. Did I, I'm sure a Dalek took canine out. <gasps> what? Remember Doctor Who's we Doctor? Want a date or? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go out with me? Would you like to see Nando's? <laughs> <laughs> still a black chicken. Chicken. <laughs> 
Uh, I think that, that was that was the program. That was it was still a black and she went, Oh surprise, surprise <laughs> And she got K9 and it was called Exterminate <laughs> And the Dalit right, Dalit number one, Dalit number two, Stavros, who's now running easy Jenny was there as well. And she got a K9. So K9, surprise, surprise, when I ask a question, what do we do? And all that. Yeah, it was great, great show. I don't think it really happened. I think we're off on a tangent now. Indeed. Let's look at the, I the think third my one of the top three. I think my Viagra's kicking in. Your Viagra, what? Yeah, what's a blue pill? What a blue pill? <laughs> okay. J.R. Ewing, then. He's uh, sadly passed away as well just recently, but again, iconic uh, TV. Probably one of the most iconic villains of all time, really, isn't he? He, he was absolute legend, and if he doesn't win this category, then then I think there is, there's going to have to be a new, a new set of... Uh, uh, vote counting uh, because uh, he was the ultimate villain just because he was so I mean whereas whereas the Daleks were just cold and they just shot you and killed you and then, then that was that whereas but GR was scheming mm. and he plotted and planned at many different levels as to how to, to get his enemy out of the way or whatever GR was just magnificent yeah and they say blood's thick in water not when oil's involved GR <laughs> he stood over his yep. whole family yeah, yeah, indeed. And he never he's really welcomed the guy that took over from Jock and the guy at Oklahoma. That <laughs> yeah. He never really I think when you base a TV series around who who killed him, who shot JR, oh, you know I mean? he's got so many people involved that could millions be millions of viewers. Mm. That stopped the country. The whole country almost yeah, stopped yeah. to find out who had, and it was Bing Crosby that did it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. He sang to drown at the gunshot, it was amazing, like. And then he came down the stairs and he came down the stairs and went and he shot him and Next to the open fire, the mantelpiece was David Bowie, and they started singing about a drummer boy. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Let's find out then from Mr. Voice of God, who is the ultimate TV villain of the 80s. And the winner is J.R. Ewing from Dallas. Of course, it is Mr. J.R. Ewing, 32% of going. As we expected. Excellent to be. So that is the end of the Aratas then, the uh, 80s Rewind Again Television Awards. Thank you very much to our co-host, Mr. Grant Stop for being involved. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed the little time walk. <laughs> Get in here, son. Get in here, son. Sit yourself down. <laughs> Oh, that was good oh, uh, fun, man. Uh, uh, oh. You alright? Oh, you alright? Oh, they prawns weren't good. Oh. What I was That was wow, good, eh? Oh, meat balls! Gutted that Zelda didn't win. Oh, no, no, I can no, say. Too ugly to win. Raging. Too ugly to win. That Scared was. That was, right? And I've been to Oscars many a year. I mean, me and George cleaning up, mm. flying his helicopter, sits me down. I even got up to the Sundance and up the mountains. Uh, I've been to so many award ceremony. Um, but the Aratus for me, the Aratus 2013, our inaugural award ceremony. Oh, yeah, hell, yeah. Me, you, Grant Stott, oh. Mr. Pants, just... That was a good move, bringing him in. He's oh. got some 80s knowledge on him, that boy, hasn't he? Don't I feel that what we should do now is the three of us, we've gotten so well, um, is we should... This is nothing kinky, is it? Nothing kinky. Oh, no. right, just checking, just uh, checking. There's a line, remember the line. I know the line, the line's right there. Um, but me involved dressing up, OK? <laughs> God, um, we should bring back the Musketeers. Oh, I like it. Yeah? Who's going to be Dog Tanyon? He wasn't a musket. He was a musket hound. Oh, for oh, one, right. I know for one, musket hounds are always ready. Oh, for one, helping everybody. Yeah, no, they were going to be actually the musketeers. Right, okay. Like I'm the man going. The then we must thing, protect. Right? What, what were they protecting? The cardinal, because he's got to vote for a new pope right now. We'll see. Grand up for that. Sounds good. Tell you you give me good. a grapefruit, oh. and I'll cut up with my with my with my, my, my saber, my sword. <laughs> I haven't got a grapefruit. I tell you what, I've got. 
hundred pounds worth of sweeties. Shut your face right now. Shut the door right now. Ching, 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 From Swizzles Matlows, nonetheless. Let me just drag the box over. Hold on. I thought we just had this. I thought we just had this, but this, this. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'll let you eat them. This is the prize. I can't even move this box. It's that heavy. I tell you. Oh, yeah. I usually find them when I'm moving, when I'm moving dead. Oh, it's a sweet. All right, I thought, because it's quite similar, like when when a body's taped up and stuff. I'm just thinking about mafia programmes that I watch. I think you watch? Yeah. Clearing this up, you watch, you don't participate, take part at all. I can't tell you if I did. Omerta is the code of silence. Omerta. (laughs) So, £100 worth of these sweeties. Don't look. No more eating, okay? Okay. These stay sealed in the boxes. Double lollies. Oh, my word. Swizzles Matlow's double lollies in squashies fashion. Oh, they look amazing. Ten packets in there. Ten packets in there. Big box. Listen listen to the box. Listen to the box. That's how heavy that box is, tells you. Not just that. Get your hands off it, man. Swizzles Matlow's drumsticks. Oh, I love squashies fashion. Oh my word, squashy! This is like. (laughs) It's like becoming a seat. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well done. I'm back in a minute. Another one. Look, more more drumsticks. Two boxes of that. Do you know what this is? Actually, this is a box that you can open up. Like you know, you're like a pick and mix display, and that's actually bags of them. Is that right? Oh yeah. Look at that. You can have on a slice. Does it say 24? What is that? 24 on the side? 24. No, it's actually bags. I was wrong. So 24 mini bags this box has got 10 big bags oh you can't oh, read I'll tell you we've been drinking at the awards we've been at the awards we having a good time love hearts who doesn't love the love hearts that's all I can say 10 bags of the love hearts swizzles Matlow's squashies hey, this mm. box has yep. got the same tattoo on it as you it's got a label on it that says this tattoo that you've got really what you've got what, that tattoo on? on your stomach yeah yeah we... it says here this is not my best side please merchandise the other way <laughs> you've got that same tattoo uh, I saw it one time you so flashed it yeah. and the other box here look at this refreshing Swizzles, Matlow's refreshes, squashies. Boom. Yeah, there you go. This love hearts, the love hearts squashies. I love them. You know, in the love hearts, it's got different messages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually got a message here. I'd like to say to you. Oh, here we go. My guy. You're laughing at. That was quite nice. I'm quite flattered by it. Thank you very much. You're laughing at me though. All right. That's like when it's somebody. A fun laugh. That is the fun worst. Laugh. That's nice what's laugh. It. You're lucky I never said I loved you. You <laughs> say it all the time. Well, I'm used to that. Just stop. Right now. Just stop. Just stop. What? Right what? And not just what. I think I do love you. <laughs> Have you been drinking? You've been drinking far oh, too much of them awards. Champagnes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all these boxes no, are listen, going listen, all over the place. So yeah, we've got all these... No, hey, zip it, look. I love you, I'm trying to All right, that. all right, all right. It's a touching moment and I appreciate the sentiment, but right now, we've got far more pressing things at hand to give away. What's that? Five big boxes of yep. them wonderful squashies. Five. And look at this. Look at this, baby. Oh, ah, it's wow. all nice That's and like shiny a, and soft. A cabinet? It cabinet? says, for you, on the front. For yeah. me? Is this for me? Well, it's not for you, it's a prize. Oh, right, right. Then you open it up. Da, 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 da. Look at that. <laughs> for you, and it says, for you, for me, for keeps. Oh, oh and it's got a little love hearts, and then when you open it up. Oh, look at oh, all inside oh, oh, there, Double dip, bridge, drumstick, cheese. Oh, my word. Nah, put it back, put it back. Fun You're gums, fun gums are amazing. They're so much fun. You know, I used to stop. I never used to go to kids' Parties, like the paddling pool and stuff like that. And I never used to go to the the, 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 the baths. And I never used to go to the trampoline centre. I'd sit there and play with my fun gums. Can't even eating them. Like, going through. Fizzes in there. Plenty in there. Loads and loads of stuff. So if you love your sweeties, a hundred pounds yeah. worth of these wonderful sweets. I'll take you back That's in time. Amazing box. Can be you. yours. Now, as I said at the start of the podcast, this is for anybody. Don't think just because you don't live in the north of Scotland. No. We're a radio station based anyone in the north of, of Scotland. But anybody that listens to this podcast and can get on Facebook can win this prize. Yeah. Gino, tell them how they can win this wonderful prize. What we're going to do? We're going to take this one hundred pounds. That's one hundred pounds sterling converted to whatever currency you're <laughs> listening from. Uh, we're going to take. 100 pounds of 
these sweeties, all these boxes, and we're going to stand together, okay? Paul's going to stand before the boxes, and while his hands are full, I'm going to... No, no, um, we're going to stand together like like pals, like not like quite lovers, though, um, but stand like best pals before the sweeties, showing you what you can win, all that special items, and all you have to do is go into the 80s Rewind Again Facebook page, like her page, yep. and then share that picture, not any picture, the sweetie picture of Paul and I will be branded up with MFR and 80s Rewind Again. Once that picture gets uploaded, you get liking and you get sharing and spread the word. And at the end of it all, one of you <laughs> will win. Will win. It's that simple. Yeah. Like the page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 80s Rewind Again. That's 80s. Don't try and type it in all that sort of stuff. 80s Rewind Again. Like the page and then share that picture. Yeah. We want to see as many shares as possible. We want to spread the word of the 80s Rewind we Again. We want to get us even around the world several more times. This is sort of like your chance now as young Luke Skywalker going... <laughs> Yoda, I don't know what to do. Yoda, I don't know what to do. I can't even lift my X-Wing at the swamp. And Darth Vader's like, Join us, Luke. Join us, my son. You and me will go to the Emperor. And then... Maybe it's not, actually. <laughs> I don't think it is. But I yeah. don't like doing Chewbacca hair boy every time I do it. <clears throat> <laughs> so back on track, your chance to win all of those wonderful sweeties. Now let's this is this is the good bit for me because I got to speak to the managing director of Swizzles Matlows and did I you, got to ask him some cool questions I, like, is the factory a bit like working in Willy Wonka? Oh, factory? they've got a glass elevator. Wow! And they've got the designer walk up a big top pan of cane and stuff. And do they invite German kids to swim in the chocolate river? <laughs> I don't think so. I wouldn't see that in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the chat with Jeremy D who's an expert on these sweeties the managing director of Swizzles Matlow people must ask you this all the time is it the dream job is it like working in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory <laughs> well there is uh, I think quite right there's probably quite a, uh, a Willy Wonka connotations uh, <laughs> with uh, when people mention that they will mention you run a sweet factory and there's certainly some magical imagery I think that comes to people's mind and uh, I mean look it's a, it's a fabulous uh, product to be involved with and something which you know, inspires uh, a lot of positive memories and, and, and happy uh, associations with people. It certainly does. And the, I was surprised at the sheer volume of, of sweets that are created there, not just the, the numbers, but the, the, the types of sweets, the love hearts, drumsticks, fizzers, new refreshers, all these kind of things, whistles, palmer violets. There's so many well-known brands that you create. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a huge range of products. And uh, I suppose we're we're quite unique in in being able to make such a, a diverse range of products and, and also having products that are familiar with so many people with with all of that great uh, heritage against them just like a quick chat about love hearts because they were always my favorite you don't actually do personalized messages on the actual sweets i thought maybe you'd be able to pay for it in this kind of day and age but you do personalized wrappers but you don't often do personalized messages on the sweets themselves do you very rarely We've, uh, we were lucky enough to have uh, Princess Diana uh, come around the factory a number of years ago and we presented her with some uh, personalised sweets for, uh, for her and, uh, and the princes. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, we've re- recently done a, a range of uh, uh, One Direction Love Hearts. So oh. we've, we've, done a, we've done a licensing deal with them and we've presented uh, producing Love Hearts with uh, names, the boys' names and the names of the songs on, on the actual Love Hearts. But other than that, as you say, it's pretty rare. We do, we do personalise rappers, so, but uh, it, it's pretty rare for us to, uh, to actually put something on the tablets. 
and something that we're giving away on the, the podcast today is uh, the new invention squashies. Now, give us a little bit more information about how this came about, because it's basically taking the, the sweets that we all know and love and changing them to something completely different, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the market um, is very much moving towards uh, soft eating and, and gums are, are very popular in, in the market. So we we obviously got these great brands like you've mentioned, like Drumsticks and, and Love Hearts and, and Double Ollies and Refreshers. And we thought, what could we do to perhaps take the all of the characteristics of those sweets that are recognized from a, a taste and flavor point of view and apply those brands to, to this, this soft eating and, and, and gum format. So we embarked upon developing these products and over a number of months, if not if not a year, year and a half, perfected the flavours to try and make them really represent the actual parent brands. And then we came up with uh, with squashies. Brilliant. And we're giving them away on the podcast today. And just one final question for me, Jeremy, if you don't mind. Um, is there such a job title as the sweet taster? Is there somebody that goes around and just tastes and makes sure everything's going okay in the machines and things like that? Well, I mean, it, it's, a very, it's a very important role. And actually, I mean, joking aside... One of the things that uh, consumers come back to us, we get a lot of feedback around the products, and key theme is that the products taste just like they used to. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the way that people remember them, and we, we, we put a lot of energy into making sure that the flavors that we use are consistent. So if for any reason we do have to change uh, a flavor, then we make, take a lot, of that, a lot of time and energy to make sure that it really replicates what it's always tasted like so it, it doesn't deviate from what people remember the the sweets as being like in their childhood or, or for many years wow so the sweet taster is quite a high-powered role then quite it's, it's a key yeah. role it is a key role so i'll be down there on monday morning to take up my post <laughs> anyway thank you very much jeremy for joining us my pleasure thank you Okay. Remind everyone again how they can right. win this £100 worth of wonderful sweetie wheaties. Here we go. Paul and I are going to take a photograph of ourselves with this £100 worth of sweeties, including that special box that opens up. That's what we'll call Paul's special box. Now, what you do when you see this photograph, it's going to be branded up 80s Rewind Again. You're going to have a, a, both two looking good looking guys on it. You have to like the 80s Rewind Again page. So, like the page is step one. Share the picture is step two. That's easy. That's and all it is. Step three could be. You being a winner. Wow. And so, this massive box will come through your door. And if you do live in Australia well, or Japan, you know, door. and you end up... Well, it's true. Someone will have to carry it to you. And if you do win, don't we'll, we'll send it to you. Don't worry about that. Just don't tell the managing director, because I think the postage cost might be quite high. But we'll sort it. So yeah. don't worry where you live in the world. Take part. All we want to see is as many shares on that official picture as possible. Get yep. it spread. Let's like, get loads the, of people like liking the page, the page and share sharing picture, that picture. And the for you box, we're going to sign it. And what we'll do, we're going to leave this up there for a while. So you've got to have shared it by the 30th of April, the very last day of April. Oh, what, what, what? Let's see if we can make that date. Are you going to be able to sit that in into your calendar? Yeah, I can make it there. there. Good, good stuff, good stuff. Because it's it's about mid-March at the moment, so you've got maybe a month and a half to get this shared. So we won't reveal the winner in the next episode, episode 9. We'll reveal it in the episode after that. So you'll find out if you've won in episode 10. Episode 10. Or maybe sooner, it all depends. Episode 10. We'll see what gets released. It's episode 10. Or it's episode 10. You choose. Sounds good to me. £100 worth of Swizzles Matlow Sweets could be yours. Swizzles Matlow Sweets. By doing them very, very simple things. Gino Conti, thank you very much. I've enjoyed uh, today's podcast. I've enjoyed the awards. That was so indifferent. Thanks for asking me to come to the awards as your plus one. That was really nice here. I thought you were going to take your wife. <laughs> well, she's not keen at hosting award ceremonies, and neither are you, as it turned out. But uh, it was good that you brought along your mate. He was very well, good I at I got a bit nervous. I just got really nervous, know, you know, know. because... 
I just, you know, I just... Public speaking. I, I feel You're struggling a little room. I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much yes we heard from the wonderful Paul Daniels we heard a bit of Jim Bowen as well and we've heard from uh, Jeremy D from Swizzles Matt Lowe don't forget episode 9 will be out in about 2 or 3 weeks time three we'll weeks. do our best to get yeah. out there and there's going to be some big interviews on there Mr Paul Young I can put out there already great, Paul Young will be on the nine. next episode wow. he's in episode 9 wow it's the opening line of Band-Aid wow, wow. it's Christmas time certainly so we're going to leave it here with our favourite saying it's our brand new saying what is it Mr Conte keep it 80s Let's go for a kebab. You want a kebab? I'm still, well, I'm not sobered up yet, so... Have you left all them sweeties it. alone? You buy my kebab. You don't have to put them sweeties back in the box, so, you know. What are you going to do with that half-eaten packet? I'll we'll put it in the box. I was, I was just there must have been a mouse on there. Get some sellotape tape or something. Just sellotape. Yeah, no one will notice. Like, we'll go for a kebab. And while I'm, while I'm going having a kebab while I'm eating, all right. you can take advantage of me if you want. You want me to take... What, 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 making you pay for mine? That sort of thing you mean? Well, I could pay for... Obviously, buy a kebab anyway. Oh, yeah, that's nice, yeah. I just you need to take me because I, I get lost in the street. You get lost in the building, to be fair. Oh, I do sometimes. I end up in the ladies. Lost in that. No, I'm not. <laughs> Is that by accident or on purpose? No, it's by accident. I get really? lost. I get lost. I generally get lost. Hey, I sometimes you get lost I go and end up in the ladies' Some, toilet. Sometimes I go in there to take that young Pictures. boy that works in the sports team, take him out because he's in there going, "I'm lost, I'm lost." <laughs> but he's not lost. He's just he's just like that. Isn't he's he? the only person that every time he gets lost in the ladies, he zips down. <laughs> and that's why you go and help him. Anyway, uh, yeah, keep it 80s. So that's a catchphrase, is it not? Sounds good to me. We've got a new one. No? That's a catchphrase. That's a catchphrase. You said that was a catchphrase. That's a catchphrase. Why don't we say it together? Okay. I'm free. Okay. No, we did this last time. Okay, okay. Go, 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 go on in. Joy Sweets. Oh, yeah, no, get them just then. <laughs> Episode 10. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Let's go for a kebab. Let's go for a kebab. Come on, go. The 80s Rewind Again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti and Vinyl Nightclub Inverness. Giving you the best 80s music and atmosphere in the Highlands.